decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hello. <sighs> well, I was I was annoyed Sunday night and now I uh, I don't even know how to describe my state of mind. But uh, what better way to spend, well, I'm not in quarantine technically, but if you're in San Francisco or if you're potentially in, in New York City or state, they're considering these things. Uh, as we were talking about before we went live, it's not even, I don't even feel like my, my life has changed that drastically. It's just that I hate that someone else is trying to tell me what to do. Fuck off. I'll do what I want. Yeah. You know? I'm getting a clearer picture of like how I feel about coronavirus. And I agree more with what we said on Sunday now. Hmm. Well, uh, we will, we'll have to, I'm, I don't know. I, I'll be interested to hear. Cause I, I feel like I'm in about it. You know, I don't feel like I would back off anything I said on Sunday. So maybe we'll get some voices on the other side of this. Some people who are more worried about the medical and public health implications. Anyway, if you're new to the show, and you want to participate, there is a link to the Discord server on which we host the show. That's in the YouTube description. Hop in that Discord server. Put your name in the roll call. We go first come, first serve. Hang out in one of the waiting rooms on the server uh, while we move through our callers. Uh, try to keep your call to two or three minutes as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. We will take a break every half hour for uh, checking in with Super Chat and Streamlabs and DLive. And of course, uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you're having trouble getting into the live room or you can't do it live, Send us an email. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. The one inbox for call-in show questions. Beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line so we know that's what it's for. And we'll respond to those in the last half hour of the show. Other than that, uh, let's hop into some calls. Let's see what Myth has to say. Myth, what's up? Yo, can you hear me? Hey, yeah. I can. All right. I'm on mobile today. Sorry about that. Um, we'll see if it works. I, I heard you want to. <laughs> and there it goes. Boots him out. <laughs> oh. uh, and he's off the server. So we'll give him a second. Maybe I can check back in with him. As a reminder, great opportunity to remind everyone. Uh, desktop and laptop works way better than mobile. Mobile can work, but it also can randomly boot you out. Now he's back. All right, Myth, uh, just go for it. We'll see if it works. Sorry about that. I'll try this real fast. Uh... Nope. <laughs> Okay, uh, Cass is not ATF. Uh, Cass, you're good to go. Hey, I'm going to apologize right off the bat. I'm uh, <coughs> I'm coughing pretty bad here tonight. Oh, but, uh, you're going to infect the server. Yeah, yeah, it transmits over the internet, you know. It's bad, highly contagious. Yeah. I'm really sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, no, no bits tonight, um, but I was going to call in uh, just because ev everyone has some sort of like sport or something that's, delayed from this, right? I'm sure yeah. you're hurting with the NFL and all that. Um, I, I'm a NASCAR guy, mm. and uh, I just thought this was kind of interesting. wanted to raise some awareness about uh, this last Sunday. There was supposed to be a race at, uh, at Atlanta, mm -hmm. and uh, obviously that got canceled. They're postponed until, uh, until May, 
And okay. so as a replacement, uh, a bunch of drivers got together and put on this thing called the Replacements 100. Uh, they had like a, a bunch of guys who are uh, racing. It's like an esports thing. And they had like okay. actual NASCAR drivers and esports race guys. And they had a whole bunch of people and they ran a hundred, a hundred mile uh, virtual race. At, like, so they're all just playing Xbox or PlayStation or what? Uh, it's it's PC, but okay, uh, yeah, yeah iRacing. It's like a, it's pretty it's a pretty like highbrow simulator. But, okay. Uh, so they had like Dale Earnhardt Jr. and they had Bubba Wallace and a lot of big NASCAR names doing it. Were they good or did they suck? Oh, oh no, it was great. I mean, it hmm. was. I mean, it felt like. Uh, I mean, it wasn't exactly the same, but the graphics are good. I mean, the. No, I mean, just were they good drivers they, in the game? Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, they had some like. Guys who do iRacing NASCAR stuff professionally. NASCAR actually sanctions an iRacing league with like a $300,000 payout for the championship. So, yeah, esports is huge, man. I, um, and oh, I'm yeah. not a follower, but I do hate the term esports. I wish they would name it something else. <laughs> Blonde is, yeah. uh, it's frowning right now. I agree. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a sport. I agree that it's competitive and skilled, but I just don't like the term sport assigned to it. That's all. Well, I mean, and you can say the same about motorsports in a way. You know, yeah. it's not exactly the same as NFL, but it's it's a competition. And it's, yeah, you know, it may not be for everyone, but it's interesting to see because I mean, the last time we had a pandemic like this was almost well, over a hundred years ago. It's interesting to see how things are different with like the technology we have today. You know, oh, you can't do the the stock car racing. Yeah, let's just do. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and some of this stuff is fun and I, I do think there's this as I've as we've been talking about all week trying to identify those silver linings I think there's some silver lining in, in <laughs> realizing we can still be somewhat productive remotely and do things remotely like this but I th- I'm going to give it like mm, two weeks before people start basically revolting like we're not doing this crap where we're staying in our homes for more than like two or three weeks I would yeah. say yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we could talk all day about you know how this should be handled and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but the social distancing, you know, that's that's a good thing to be doing. And yeah, I, I I've had to go out for some stuff, but you know, it, you just gotta do the best you can to keep you and your own safe. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remain optimistic, even though I hate everything that's happening right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying to. I've uh, I've got family out in Utah with that earthquake yeah. that happened. Oh yeah, that's there. right. So, yeah, <laughs> and they're all old. So if they get the coronavirus, they're fucked. But hmm. you know, it it is what it is. All right. So, well, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah. Hey, you guys have a good night. You as well. Oh, something just auto played. I was very confused. Like on your own computer or something? Yeah. Oh. Like some weird, creepy music. It's this coronavirus coverage. Uh, Myth, if you're still hanging out, I'll give you one more shot, but I don't see you in the waiting room, so uh, I'll, I'll circle back if you do hop in one. Orwell's Ghost is up next. But Orwell's Ghost, uh, I don't see you in the waiting room either, so if you're around, hop in one of the waiting rooms. Perhaps I can get back to you. Uh, Raggle Freggle's up after that. Let's see. Raggle Fraggle, you're good to go. All right, let me meet the stream. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, just trying to, just trying to enjoy this nonsense. That's all. Might have yeah. coronavirus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. Feeling cute thing. might get tested later. I don't know. Yeah. You Please. cannot get tested unless you have confirmed contact with somebody that is a coronavirus patient already. Oh, really? I There's, would like. To... You can't do it. It's like impossible. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's on your mind, man? Oh, uh, I was just going to say I had a, a family mem- family member admitted to the hospital over the weekend. Not corona related, but just otherwise admitted. Yeah, uh, it's not looking good. But uh... oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah. Are you comfortable sharing what family member or, you know, I don't want to. Uh, it's, a, it's a very close uncle of mine, but we can ah. talk about it in DMs if you want later. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious. I, I enjoyed your video today. Um, I, I was always taught that the point of the federal government, as far as it's concerned with the states, is that if the states step out of line, there was legal ramifications that the federal government could enact on them or they could just cut ties with the union. Is that really the case? Do you know? Well, wait, wait. Explain that once more. If the states step out of line, in what way? Uh, violating the Constitution. Uh, well, that is this. That's the current legal framework. That is to say, it, the state. Let's say the state of Montana tries to restrict my free speech rights. I would challenge that uh, up to the Supreme Court potentially, and it would be struck down under the federal Constitution. But there's a credible case. A lot of people hold the perspective that the the Bill of Rights in the federal Constitution was actually never intended to apply to the states, and that you potentially would have no recourse other than leaving the state in that situation. But the whole, which the way you the the way a state is admitted into the union is that they have to abide by the Constitution, right? So that makes no sense. I don't. I don't know. Is that uh, is that part of the terms? Like you will of they they swear by that. I I would imagine. I need to know the history on this because because I'm not I'm not the best person to go to bat for the other side of this debate. I'm I'm not super well educated on it, but I know that this is a a point of historical dispute, and um, and it might resolve some of these conflicts like I was talking about today, and maybe not in a way that I personally like. Like I. I guess I'm glad that, you know, the state of Montana is just as responsible to uphold my bill of rights rights, uh, as, as the federal government is. But, um, but at the same time, I I do want to maximize and respect my state's rights, uh, to, to police its own, uh, police within its own borders. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I don't, I guess what I'm saying is I do worry about, you know, federal power, federal power comes with its own, with its own problems. True. So I don't have a I don't have a clean answer for this. Perhaps some of the legal minds in our audience could. Yeah, could, I see um, Laurel's in the chat. Maybe I'll uh, I'll bug her about. Yeah, it. she she might she might know some more. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Did you have any thoughts on the matter? Any anything of your own opinion? Uh, no. Like I stated before, I was always taught that the there was that the states, when you are admitted to the union, you do sign up to abide by the constitution as such. But. Uh, and when you said when you said step out earlier, you mean like uh, you're talking about secession or? Yeah, it's like Texas is always threatening to secede from the union, and if they do, I mean, I'm I'm kind of tempted to go go over there. <laughs> Fuck all well, this. Another question for the legal minds that we've been asked is like, is is there is there a formal process for that, or is it just like I mean, I know uh, states in the Civil War went through a process uh, went through a process. The Southern states did, but. Do we actually have a formal process that's ever been articulated or are you just kind of trying to make yourself look formal and just important like, when you do it? Just walk on stage and say, fuck this. I'm out. Drop the mic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, sorry to hear about your family, man, but uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, all the best through, uh, through some tough one times. One other thing while, uh, since you're having a lot of 
free time, why don't you look into the relo uh, reloading? I sent you a DM, by the way. Uh, a picture. Uh, I went to Cabela's earlier today, and man, pistol ammo is fucking gone. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. The only thing, the only ones I saw were like nine millimeter Tokar. I mean, my millimeter Makarov and seven sixty Tokarev. For some reason, we don't like communist yeah. ammunition, but we sure like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> well, it sounds like he's quitting. Although that news might have been premature. It was reported that he was going to quit, and now it hasn't officially happened yet. At least that I've seen. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll take a look at it. And uh, maybe maybe buying some equipment would be a good use of my Corona bucks. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to spend my Corona bucks when those checks go out. <laughs> I might do the same. But good night, guys. Y'all take it easy. See you then. Uh, or, or should I refuse the Corona bucks on principle? Can you do no. that? Hmm. It's really dumb that we shouldn't be doing this. No, I, I agree. We should not be strangling small well, businesses that are never going to recover. I guess I want to be as clear as possible on that. Yes, like because the government is strangling small business right now, I guess I can entertain the idea of the government helping them out. But how about we just steal less of their money in the first place? And how about we just restrict them less in the first place? Yeah. Let freedom solve these things. And I know we're in somewhat of an emergency situation right now, but, uh, you know, I, I, like I... We just the idea that we're just going to pass a trillion dollar uh, bill like it's nothing. Maybe we have to. Maybe this is a legitimately urgent point in time where we have to do that. But yeah, um, okay. less trillion dollar bills would be a good thing. Is this uh, emergency situation warranting straight up authoritarianism? In is my it... opinion, no. But people would make a case on the other side of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, most people aren't thinking about the death toll in terms of um, the economic consequences. Like we were just talking about this before the show. So <clears throat> my prenatal appointments, all of my upcoming prenatal appointments canceled. I, I, I'm gonna have no prenatal care for two months at the end of my pregnancy. Um, and I, I, my dentist is also closed, so I have to miss a necessary teeth cleaning, tooth cleaning, which is also really bad for pregnancy. Mm. Uh, so because of this virus that's mostly killing old people, like I'm me, a healthy younger person is missing out on vital prenatal care. It's like, are people not thinking about this? Like, I understand that we should incubate as little as possible. I think social distancing is a good idea. Sure. Um, but some things still have to get done here. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of annoyed that the news keeps saying millennials need to take this seriously. It's like, I am, but you're asking me to slit our collective economic wrists in response to this. Uh, is there right. no possible way to mitigate risk factors without effectively committing economic suicide? Is that not right. possible? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm having a hard time swallowing this. And so I crunched some numbers last night. Wuhan, uh, the death rate in Wuhan is 1.4% and their healthcare is considerably worse. And that calculation is based on people that have died and the number of people that have been confirmed. And so they're also estimating that 86% of the people are just walking around asymptomatic or have minor symptoms. You, you have to think that those people aren't going to die because we're not piling up bodies based on vague pulmonary symptoms. Uh, so the death rate in the United States is probably going to end up being something like the flu, something like 0.1%. Um, in which case, like we have to think, is this, is this worth it? Most of these small businesses are not going to recover if we continue to do this. And I've heard like social distancing for the next 15 months. Okay, that's not going to happen. That's, uh, the, well, when you say social distancing, you mean just 
life goes on, but we make an effort to, t- to, stay, to stay six feet apart? Or you mean we're going to close down stuff? What do you mean by that? Uh, I mean, both are bad economically, but the, the really damaging thing is uh, the business closure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, anyway, we'll get back into calls. Thanks for being patient <laughs> with us, guys. Obviously, we're, you know, we care a lot about this stuff. Uh, you guys, it- even if you don't trust the Chinese numbers, look at, uh, look at the numbers in the United States. Even 90% of people above 80 are surviving this. Once we get more of these tests rolling out now, like we are, we'll get a clearer picture too. I'm, I hesitate to draw too many conclusions from what's available now because the testing is, is still so low and still rolling out. Anyway, uh, Cedarol, Cedarol? I don't know how to yeah, say that. Yeah, well done. Very et cetera at all. Ah, okay. We'll go with that. What's on your mind? <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I wanted well, to thanks. make sure that I told Dylan in Tempe that I also made it to Four Peaks and mm. was not there to meet him. I was at the bar, and I just was not brave enough to yell out the Matt and Blonde show people. <laughs> ah, so maybe so. your guys, maybe the mistake you guys made was not having like one of those little signs or something. Yeah, we. I, I don't think we necessarily communicated too well. He told gotcha. me he was in a black a black sweater and a black backpack or something. And I, ah. I don't know. I, well, he has not yeah. emailed me back. I still would like to get to the bottom of the mystery. I, th- I think we all just said, you know, this sounds cool. And then I guess maybe just he and I showed up and we didn't really plan a lot, but anyway, and it was your last chance. Who knew it was your last chance. Now you can't <laughs> now go do that all for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been um, working on my, political philosophy for quite a while and i've been struggling with a specific portion of it i'm Hmm. broadly libertarian with a lot of different things but something i struggle with is the government's purpose in taking care of things like squalor essentially people who are unwilling to or incapable of taking care of themselves sure um and that kind of thing and i'm just curious i respect both of your opinions and what kind of things you end up thinking of when something like that comes up in your political philosophy? Well, I guess broadly, I don't necessarily have a problem with, um, with the government intervening with say homeless people or the mentally ill who can't take care of themselves, but the, that's a pretty broad qualification. What, what is a person who can't take care of himself? What does that right. mean in specific terms? Yeah. And well, and that's that's part of the problem because I think of it often as unwilling to um, when I think yeah. of these things, and that's that's the difficulty where I run into it with government and what their purpose should be in such a thing. So I was just curious if you had thoughts about like just just when things you run into in your personal philosophy start to go against what you can formulate into a coherent yeah. argument kind of thing. I don't have a super clear, like you, I struggle with that one uh, to define it in specific terms. The other one, if you want another example that I think of in terms of um, things that I think government has actually done reasonably well that I'm not sure the private sector would have would be national parks, for example. Yeah. Um, like I fine. think Yellowstone is awesome. One of the best things in this entire country. You could the New Deal programs for that. Well, it pre-exists the New Deal, but they did some New Deal stuff in there for sure. But but I guess what I'm saying is Yellowstone is is pristine American intact wilderness. I love that about it. You can go get lost in there and it doesn't, it could be, it's timeless. It could be any century ever. It's the same as it always has been. And it's not that I don't think a private company could have managed it or could manage it now. I think they could. I think it is commercially viable. But 
what if the government hadn't protect uh, hadn't protected it in say 1870 whatever mm-hmm. i forget the mm-hmm. exact year would it be like lake tahoe with condos everywhere on the lakeshore and all that kind of stuff uh, probably i think it probably would be and that that to me would be a bit of a shame so that's an area that uh I struggle to wrap my mind around because that, that, that would be a violation of my principles as well. Uh, so those are the two that, that come to mind. Do you have any others? Uh, I mean, that's the one I really run into when I go through this because I'm, I, I understand that squalor generally leads to more crime and people having to take things into their own hands and that generally just spirals things out of control. And that's one specifically that, that I can't come up with a good answer. Well, I know, Blonde, you did a video on this a long time ago of basically the distinction between hobos by choice and hobos by by condition or necessity. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, because addiction has to be treated in a totally different way than severe uh, mental illness like schizophrenia. Uh, so we're kind of treating all homeless people as though they're the same, but we have a huge problem with voluntary homelessness yeah. uh, in the absence of addiction and mental health issues and those people need to be entirely separated from the bunch and treated differently do you have an an idea you probably mentioned this in your video i can't remember it's been it's been a long time but do you have do you remember she's got stuff going on Uh, i'm listening real quick do you can you remember what qualities would make that distinction what's the difference between i just called them I just called them type A and and type B bums. Caesar, fuck. But what if he's a hobo who like, you know, I mean, he he enjoys some drugs, but how do we how do we define him as an addict who needs intervention? Um, I would say that uh like daily use of anything but marijuana would qualify as um a necessarily hmm. treatable addiction. Hmm. Even though you can be addicted to marijuana. Uh, is, I just don't think it's like of huge public importance to treat those people, but severe alcoholics. And then of course, most of the people, especially in Seattle are heroin addicts because of that specific decriminalization. Hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, I think that's definitely true, but, but there's a lot of cross addiction and uh, people treating severe mental health issues like schizophrenia with opiates. So that also needs to be treated as well. But, you know, before Reagan, we used to place these people in involuntary involuntarily in in institutions and that was a much better system in that uh people had to be treated when you treat schizophrenia some of the drugs they give you um level out your dopamine so it doesn't feel good to take them lots of schizophrenic people who already have really chaotic lives would rather um not take them and experience the visual and auditory hallucinations because they still get those ebbs and flows of dopamine and it's a more pleasurable life experience mm. rather than reducing all that dopamine and then um not having the the hallucinations so they have to be in institutions so that their medication can be monitored hmm. <clears throat> all right well um thanks for the thanks for the thoughts real quick uh, final word if you want it uh yeah no just uh started dylan that we missed it before corona and uh thank you for all right have a good night hopefully some uh resolution on that front by the time uh or or when you know business as usual is is restored i'm really hoping the government will roll out this aid package soon but what i'm really hoping for is like some maybe not deadlines of like we're going to go back to normal this day but it'd be nice to know like here's when we here's where we can expect an assessment yeah. You know, I think that's what's killing everybody right now is it's just like a lot of the businesses around here are just closed 
indefinitely. We will tell you on our Facebook page when we come back or something like that. That's it's really hard to operate, have any sense of normalcy when you have no date on the calendar where you think things might yeah. come back. And this pisses me off. And I know I complain about boomers all the time, but like we've been kind of forced into this like white hustling, the millennial generation where like we have to have five jobs where we're flipping stuff and we're thrifting. We're doing all this crazy shit all the time. And my friend, I just was talking to her um, right before this show today. She got laid off from two of her jobs. Wow. Ugh. Two of her jobs because of this. I'm hearing stories. I've had some, apparently some, some people in my family have been laid off already. I was, um, the, the gag I keep referencing about me wanting to sit down at the table at Subway on principle is real. I did go into a Subway and there were signs everywhere like, don't you dare sit at this table. Don't even try it. But the one of the, the young ladies in front of me, she must have been like 20 years old. And she was telling the subway worker about how she had just been laid off from it sounded like her, her like a you know service job, restaurant, bar type thing. I didn't it, ask it, her. It but. totally it totally blows. And I understand that we need to take this seriously in the event that the mortality rate is higher than we're expecting um, and that it's, it gets worse. Like the, the infection rate gets much worse. Uh, but But the economic consequences could be catastrophic and there will be an associated loss of life with that especially in terms of healthcare. well yeah i think that there's a certain inherent like no matter what we do this disease there's an inherent um infectious nature to it and an inherent amount of lethality and i do agree that we want to try to minimize it but i just don't know that we can we can slit our own economic risks to get this thing down to something tiny i, I don't know i you know, that's just my two cents. I, I welcome opinions on the other side of this because I know there are plenty. Um, next up uh, is 30 caliber donut. I'll try to keep it moving a little bit better here. Help me out with that because uh, we got a lot of people wanting to chime in. Uh, 30 cal donut, you there? I am. Uh-oh. Very oh, hey, Batman. scary voice. That's, the, that's what you called me the last time that I called in. I can't really? remember. What, 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 what did we discuss? <laughs> it's been about a year, so I okay, don't blame so you. It's been a little um, while. Anyway. I'm recycling yeah. <laughs> jokes. Sorry. Yes. Um, jokes that, that take uh, a lengthy period of time to come back into circulation. <laughs> it was funny again. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I would bow, but I'm on a microphone. Uh, okay. So the last time that I called in, I was... Um, admittedly very black-pilled and mm. also admittedly very drunk so i'm gonna try to address this um good combo batman can't be uh, drunk yeah, you've got to save gotham man whatever you want um <laughs> all right so the last time that i called in i wound up addressing what was essentially before it was essentially the boogaloo before the boogaloo was a thing mm. I basically asked you guys, what, um, at what point do we need to act first? Yeah. Um, and again, I was super black belt at that point. I will say that I'm a lot less so now. Hmm. It's uh, in interesting. Most people this, aren't on that trajectory. Most people are I, increasingly yeah, black belt. Yeah, I think it's weird, uh, especially hmm. because I'm in New York. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like the city? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry, not the city. I'm in upstate New York. Oh, mm. good. Um, yeah, good indeed. Um, weeks ago, my family basically 
came together and decided we needed to prepare for all of this. And so we got hundreds of gallons of water, mm. lots and lots of food. And um, I personally, because I'm my household's uh, gun owner, uh, I stocked up on a, an absolute shit ton of ammunition. Good. So we are ready for all of this. And I Doesn't am... it feel a little bit good, you know, when you know that, like, listen, I don't have to make a panic run on the grocery store, and uh, if someone wanted to come here and steal my shit, I, you know, they're going to have a fight a, on their hands. That's a good feeling. I've got a, in time I've like got a better thing for you. Hmm. Um, I was actually dating a girl uh, for the last year and a half or so, and when I a few weeks back when I started to prepare for all of this because I started seeing the signs, uh, she flipped out on me. <laughs> I've heard and this she, story from a few people of, uh, yeah, of yeah. women, and you know, she, different girlfriends yeah. or wives or fiancés saying, you're crazy. What are you doing? Lo and behold. Well, and she left me. Over so, that or for other reasons? Yes. No. Over, over that. that? Dude, you yep. dodged a bullet. Yeah, you probably did. Well, actually, um, for the last couple of weeks I've been, you know, <laughs> but, um, the more I've thought about it, the more I've realized I've been proven more and more right. So maybe I did in fact, dodge a significant bullet there. Any woman that leaves a man over, uh, preparedness, uh, for their own well being and for the future is a fool. And I, I say that with some qualifier, like if you're the type of prepper that it actually impacts your quality, your quality of life on a day to day basis, like you've dude, I'm not digging a fucking nuclear right. bunker in my backyard. There are some crazy people like you see on the National <laughs> Geographic show. But I'm just yeah. talking about someone who's like, listen, I have a pantry for a rainy day and I have some ammunition in case some people want to steal that shit. Uh, Did you ever see yeah. that screenshot with um, the chick? Uh, it's like a text message thread with this chick and she's like, all this chick and this dude and she's like all you do is trade your fucking bitcoin i'm done with you and then like six months later or whatever when bitcoin was nineteen thousand, she's like hey what's up <laughs> how are you doing <laughs> i hope that's real that's hilarious it maybe is. it's gonna be like that I with coronavirus so. I, I do really she's like, hope that. all right i'd like your water in your stash please we gotta well, let you go but um that, but, but thanks um, for circling back man yeah dude well find a quick final word if you um, want uh, yeah, um, the actually the idea behind my call today wasn't about that. Um, it was, <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe I'll do this next time because yeah, I don't we wanna... might have to come back to him. I'm doing a really bad okay. job. It... About this. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Um, suffice it to say, it was about the boogaloo. Ah, and because that's kind of my thing but anyway i will all right y'all well, go in, in the um, meantime enjoy your freeze-dried feast and your target practice um indeed yes i will <laughs> thank all you right. <laughs> have a good night <laughs> um we are due for a break if you want to grab one um john over on d live john fashcroft said dude when did you come to d live uh it's been since like the summer i forget i think it was the crowder stuff that prompt well it was the Crowder Mazda stuff that prompted us to go to stream me. And then like two Ooh, weeks after yeah. we were on stream me, stream me stopped because of some doxing threat or something. And then we set up on D live. So we've been uh, simul simul streaming to D live for since summer. I can't remember the exact date, but yes, um, that is a viable alternative to the YouTube. And thanks for uh, supporting the show over there. Synac uh, eight. There will be a debate about Wuhan flu tonight and tomorrow on the kill stream. Stream starts 
845 Central. The debate may be around 915 Central. The discussion is about the legality of the government control and is it right? Uh, cool. I, I'm very interested in that. I, I I should probably check that out. I wonder who's participating because um, I, I want to know, I, what I really want is to get this answer adjudicated at the Supreme Court. I, I want some rules for next time. Even if I may disagree with the rules, it'd be nice to have some expectation for how this would play out. Because right, right. now you just have local authorities just spitballing bullshit yeah. Like, uh, you have to do this and this is banned and this is, and there's no real precedent for what they can or can't do because it's urgent and they say so. I would like to get that ironed out. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of, and this troubles me, a lot of people on the right that are like, well, you know, authoritarianism is totally essential at this point in time because this is a clear catastrophic emergency. Is but it? What, if, what if we come to find that the death rate is actually comparable to that of the flu and we've given up, we've set this horrible precedent We've destroyed our economy and um, for what? Over on uh, Streamlabs, Walsey said, Matt, I wish you'd quit whining, quit whining about the economic impact. Don't you realize that Trump is calling it the Chinese virus? This racism is the most important aspect of the virus. You see, I only saw some of his press conference today. I got to go back and watch all of it. But what I did see is you have reporters asking him about that kind of bullshit. Like you used the mean no-no words in talking about this. Okay. What about the Spanish flu? Or, Which I think actually did originate in China. We have at least one of two realities true, uh, as true. Either we are facing a catastrophic disease that will wreak havoc on the health of this country and kill a lot of people, or we're committing economic suicide, or potentially both. Both are awful realities. Yeah. And the questions are, are you using racist words to describe this? I don't, if we're burning in hell and you're, you're say a racist word to Satan, who gives a shit? Why are we talking about this? It's so irrelevant. Like the I searching care. For the truth. Does anybody at this point in time care what the Chinese think of us? Uh, no, no. Well, and there's this news agency out of China that's on Twitter. I saw. <laughs> the, they, those people can fuck all the way out. Whoever these Chinese news people are saying, Trump can't make excuses for his, for his uh, ineptitude and for his incompetence. Well, what about uh, the people that are saying that this originated in, Amer in America and we planted it in China? Yeah, there are Chinese uh, officials saying that. Chinese officials, like high-level Chinese officials. Yeah, I think he's that. an ambassador or something. Uh, that guy can eat my nuts, and yeah. this is because of their weird bat-eating culture. So... You know, if, if everybody can look at this and be like, oh, we should um, not really be engaging in the economy of China at the level that we are. And if everybody, if this illuminates all of the people, the American public, to um, <clears throat> our dependence on Chinese goods, necessary Chinese goods and manufacturing, then maybe this will end up being a net positive. Yeah. Um, Big LC, with coronavirus hogging the headlines over the last few weeks, are you concerned important non-virus news stories are slipping by unnoticed? Yeah. I worry about that all the time. I've been worry. trying to pay attention to non-virus news stories. I just, there's almost nothing on any websites that's not coronavirus related. Uh, in any other week, of course, Joe Biden all but locked up the nomination. Sounds like Bernie's out. But yeah, I mean, again, uh, Biden had a clean sweep of the three states that did vote and it wasn't close. People are voting for Biden in massive numbers. This is going to be a thing. This is all decided. That's uh we shouldn't lose track of that. We're going to turn to this senile old man. <laughs> In this time of crisis, I, I know. And then I think the timing of this is all very suspicious. Well, I sent you uh, a very well, in my opinion, a very well-written comprehensive list of all the tinfoil about coronavirus over on Zero Hedge. 
And uh, I don't want to go full, like, I don't know. I just don't want to get into the idea that this is all some designed get Trump type conspiracy. But there's definitely some weird shit about how this has developed. That's all I can say. Mm. Mm. I don't know why people like so want to be afraid right now. It's because uh, there's this end of times feeling. And I understand yeah. that blackpilling makes you want to burn it all down. Like we're not going to be taken out by t- going to be taken out by a fucking Chinese virus. It is a lame not, way to go down. Not can, can... going to happen. I'm not going to get taken out by the Chinese. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So you know, I all this doom and gloom. Like we've got to find a way to be realistic about what we should do. What's going to reduce the spread? How dire is this really without destroying our economy and while nurturing the appropriate level of xenophobia? Um, <laughs> just the right amount the goldilocks the, zone of racism right. and xenophobia mm, yeah yeah get there uh, that's, con- a, that's a good piece of art if one of the audience wants to make, <laughs> make that blonde is a great goldilocks for the goldilocks <laughs> zone of xenophobia well, just God. right their culture is the three bears uh, i, I yeah. just hate communists <laughs> so much God, I hate communists. All right. quantum football the Purell plant in wooster ohio is looking for more employees. Yes, and it pains me to say this, but Amazon is hiring 100,000 more people. Um, Good. We're Good. We'll making look... terrible time. We should just... Yeah, we can circle back. All right, keep me on the clock. Thank you guys for your patience. Obviously, but I don't want to do anything. A lot about so... this stuff. Well, it's your one job. You know? <laughs> your one job in terms, of, in terms of this show. Other than that, you just got to bake that kid in that oven, and that's it. I know. Uh, let's see. Waspy is up next. Waspy, you're good to go. Okay. Um, well, the reason I came on is I'm actually in one of the six counties. Uh, I think it's becoming more that are sheltering in place. Uh, yeah, so this is Bay Area, yeah? This is Bay Area. This I think we have 15 cases in our county. Damn. Oh, it's going to go up. We're, it's, we're it's up like, to nine. But yeah, you're right. The in your county? Yeah, in my county, there's been 15 cases, and it's only been less than a week. Skag, you're talking about your state, though, right? No, I'm talking about. Oh, my sorry. County. There's yeah. There, no, 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 there are three in my county, nine in my state. You're right. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. So, especially in the Bay Area, there has been like I wouldn't necessarily call it an explosion. Hmm. It's not that much, but it definitely is bad. And when it hits the home- homeless population, then we're all dead. Well, what uh, what is San Francisco or the Bay Area generally doing about the homeless uh, situation during this? Are they just uh, leaving things or what? Um, well, what's kind of happening is essential businesses are staying open. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of other businesses are also kind of swinging it, I would say. Like I work at a coffee shop as a cashier. Mm-hmm. They're staying open. All they did was close indoor seating. Mm-hmm. That's all that happened. Um, I still got off because my dad told me if I do not take time off work, then I'll sleep in my car. <laughs> this he's okay. 62 um, I see. so I texted my boss he understood but um, another thing is in our county our county is practically a retirement county hmm. like majority of our county is 60 plus so the death rate isn't going to be 3% it's going to be closer to 5 to 8% yeah yeah that's true and then the shelter in place went into effect Two days ago, I think. The economy has been going off a cliff for a week. Mm-hmm. The economy is going to die either way. It's going to happen. 
but this will at least limit loss of life. Sorry if I, uh, I wrote down a thing I'm trying to go yeah. through. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know that I agree that the, the, the losses are not going to be impacted by that sort of uh, draconian restriction. Oh, yeah, definitely. But there's, how do I say this? Sorry, I wrote it down somewhere here. Um, there are more risks than just old people dying. For instance, it's not uncommon for these viruses to mutate and then start going after younger people. Mm -hmm. And Italy and so, is seeing a fair number of young people dying. So is France. Oh, yeah. And it also part of that has to do with associated conditions. And I think, what, one third of America is obese? Mm -hmm. That's one third of America who has another condition that will make it worse. What about everyone who... Oh, it's, uh, we lost I'm losing her. I'm losing her for a second. Connection's getting choppy. Yeah, you want to wrap it up, though? It's not your fault. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> basically, yeah, sorry. I wrote something way too long. What I'd basically say is it's not as bad as I think that people are painting it in terms of lack of freedom here. Because pretty much, oh, yeah, here's the thing. Here's the big thing. What if someone decides to go out and party and have a fun time and they get someone sick and the person dies or they're permanently injured can they be sued for reckless conduct i don't know you'd have to consult uh the the laws in your state in in my opinion if i were writing the laws from scratch i need to see uh an element of malice that is to say like intentional infection or gross negligence that is to say like you were like you were obviously sick you knew you were sick and or you were tested and you tested positive that sort of right thing. i mean we can't be like um okay for example the other day uh, i'm not having any symptoms i have a sore throat but like i sneezed and i was already out doing stuff and then like i went out to my business about my business all day so like i'm sure i handed people my credit card and stuff like that, after totally forgetting that i had sneezed you know and and you have to think like with every person that has the flu they infect on average two people um, with polio, it was like for every person that had it, they would infect four to six people. And all of that would have been 99.9% .9 is inadvertent. So how could you possibly prove that anyway? And then you would also have to prove that they infected other people, which I don't know how you could possibly do that in a pandemic situation. I guess, but still, let me put it like this. There's a difference between freedom and freedom to be an asshole who can get other other people sick and die who who can yeah but but that's the thing is wh what what is that line that is to say is if i'm just going about my business going to the grocery store totally unaware that i'm carrying oh, you're something. totally allowed to go to the grocery store that's totally well, let's, let's say i go to drink a shot of whiskey at the bar you know take take your pick um and there's no malintent there's no there's not there's i'm not aware of any dangerous condition i'm creating for anybody else I mean, how would you draw that line? Because if, if the pre what I worry is, is the precedent that you're setting or the philosophy you're describing creates a situation where, um, where the only sure thing we can do is just all sit in our own isolation. So as never to affect any other person ever. You're forgetting one other thing. If the government goes too far on this, if they continue doing this after this is over, then some people are going to grab some guns and book. There's going to be a book. That's true too. But, but what, uh, what, so 
what would that point be? That is to say, if they're totally justified in doing what they're doing in San Francisco right now and restricting your basic freedom, and you know, maybe you feel like your life is not being impacted drastically, but it's, it's the principle of the matter. It's whether you are the one who's making the choice or not. What more could or would they do short of, say, like arresting you and taking you to a facility? From what I understand, it's probably going to be fines. And frankly, they're also not enforcing it much. Like, yeah, but what about the government of California where you can like infect somebody knowingly with HIV? They don't give a fuck. But, like you give oh, them yeah, something that sucks. like this. I'm not with saying a... it's perfect. But what I'm saying I, is I don't I trust the government before. with this. I, I don't trust them with the ability to meet this high level of this high standard of proof um, to show not just gross negligence, but like real malicious intent. I, I just think that they would act with impunity and use it as a way to gun grab, for example. Like, I just don't trust the government at all. Um, but, I mean, people need to not be dicks, but like, this is why we need to have social cohesion, which is why multiculturalism is such a problem. Because in a, a social, in a, in a cohesive community, like the community that I live in, we just trust that our neighbors are gonna take care of us, and that everybody's not gonna be a cock about this. Um, I don't want the government really getting involved. Like, we just have to, to trust each other, to be a community, to lean on one another in times like these. But like, as far as government involvement, like, there's no way they wouldn't take this too far. There's just no way. Wow, I, I am so I bad at this I'm two minutes on the clock. I'm <laughs> See, so we'll, bad. We'll give you a last word. We'll, we'll give you last word. Okay. Um, last word would be let's let's not die. Please don't sneeze on me. If you have elderly family, please don't sneeze on them. And just be nice. Don't be that bar in Ohio that instead of closing decided to throw a party they did oh yeah there's a bar in ohio that instead of closing they decided to throw a party and invited as many people as they could i i don't have a problem with that on principle (laughs) i'll be honest um it is their property and and um those people are free not to attend if they think that it's too much of a risk to their own health um how about this? Less on the legal principle, more on the moral principle. Don't be an a- asshole. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's immoral either. It's not even a legal principle. It's, it's the fact that I don't think I have a right to control somebody else's property um, because I feel that I'm at risk. I will uh, avoid their property if I feel it's risky or their person. I guess, but again, it, it more comes down to a freedom versus liberty argument, which you know I do kind of get. Yeah, I just I, I, I will maybe maybe I'm too uh, too relaxed on this sort of thing, but I, I will always uh, rely on liberty over perceived safety, uh, even mm-hmm. if that's reckless in, in times like these. And perhaps I'll be wrong. We'll find out in a few weeks and, you know, uh, we'll see if, as soon as uh, well, maybe I'll be dead by then. So I, I'll have to admit my wrongness from. Yeah, next week, Matt and Blonde both contract coronavirus. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for the thoughts, and I'm I'm happy to hear them because I, I like to hear the other side of this because uh, I I care about this issue from from my perspective, and I I want to hear what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. And I will eat chicken and dumplings and watch streaming good while luck. I'm not getting sick. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> All right, thank you. Sure. Uh, okay, dangerous space is up next. All right, speaking of leaning leaning on each other as members of a community, I lean on you to control the clock. Although I'm not doing any favors myself. Uh, Dangerous Spaces. Is, is uh, Australia still intact? Uh, Has it been coroned from, off the face of the earth? 
Uh, apart from the shops being pretty stripped of a lot of stuff, it's not too bad. Hmm. And Tom Hanks is still in your country. Sorry about that. Uh, I thought he was. I thought he'd been cleared uh, not too long ago. Maybe oh, really? I'm wrong. No, I don't. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, he um, went home. Was the thing he got? He got discharged from the hospital and went to you know his own apartment or whatever he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I was aware, he's the the pet at home now. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope you two are happy with yourself because uh, I don't know if you saw on the news someone was asking about the fact that someone apparently in the administration used the term kung flu. Yeah. Good. <laughs> But, but but we don't even know who apparently said it. That's why reporters were but, asking Trump. It's just rumored. That's the, that's the thing. Everyone's asking him. Uh, Kellyanne Conway said the same thing. She said, well, can you tell me who said that? And yeah. no one can say, which means that no one knows it actually got said. It's bullshit. It was just... some CBS Asian reporter who tweeted it. And she's like, they said Kung Flu to my face. And that's who racist. Who cares? Oh, my God. This yeah. is not a priority. Yeah. So people are literally, well, that, that's my main issue is just some of the questions they're asking. It's the same thing of, uh, you know, there's a clip on Twitter of a reporter saying, you know, why are you calling it Chinese virus? Isn't that bad? Isn't it? Yeah. As opposed to the Spanish flu or the German measles or Ebola or West River, uh, West River, um, uh, what is it? Fever. Uh, I can't remember. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a look. There's like a dozen different diseases that are named after the place. And the I, just, people uh, on... I just don't get why anyone gives a shit about this. But, well, I do. It's to get Trump. It's to get Trump whatever way yeah, you can. It's... But as I said, in a reality where you have at least one of two disasters true and possibly both, we have more pressing things I know. To worry and about. on the scale of racist names, I've heard this being called from like Kung Flu to Slant Sickness. <clears throat> this, is, uh, this is the least racist one. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are worse yeah. ones. Yeah, just in terms that's not of, a that's show like, original. That was a viewer. That was a it was a viewer time. viewer submission. <laughs> yeah, it's like but, a, the Media Matters guy was going after Michael Knowles on Twitter for calling it um, Kung Flu or some, some some pun on Kung Pao Chicken. I forget what it was. Something something sicken. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I was tempted to chime in and resurrect that one, but I thought, nah, that one's maybe a little too spicy. We'll leave it as is. Oh, come on. Yeah, but I'm just getting sick of it because if, if if at any time the news is supposed to do their job of being informative for the public, this is it. it you know, yeah, I, I agree. This nonsense. I mean, even that if Asian want... reporter at, at CBS, it's like you're 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 telling me that you're supposed to be the tenacious person who's going to dig and dig and dig for the truth. But if you see a word that offends you, then you're going to back off. You're going to have to be tougher than that to get at the truth for the public. I'm sorry. Well, and then yeah. imagine thinking that uh, there's a pandemic, like there's a contagion virus style virus that's going to wipe out everybody and then still being worried about racism, but a race of which you are not even a part. Hmm. Like that's how hard your virtue signaling. You literally care about it more than your own life. Yeah. Fucking hacks. Yeah. You're going to be our first two minute call because I have to start somewhere. <laughs> Final thought if you want it though, man. Ah. Uh... Well, I can do an Australian weather week. That might take over two minutes, though. But go go for it. Real quick one, if you got it. Uh, let's do a two for one because this word can mean two different things. Uh, tinny, T I double N I E. Okay. Does it mean cheap or uh, shitty? No, no, no. Um, I cracked open a tinny while sitting in my tinny. 
Uh, say, okay, so it's got to be a beer. A can beer. Of beer. Yep, so that's one of them. While and sitting in a, your trailer. Yeah. Camper. Nah. No, it is a, it is a vehicle, but it's not road based. Sitting in it, but it's a uh, so uh, like it's not a road canoe? base. A yeah. kayak. Yeah. Is it a water uh, vehicle? Yeah, close. Yeah, boat? yeah. Just as uh, a boat generally. Yeah, so it's like it's basically you know those really basic. There's just a basic aluminium boat. It's pretty much just the boat with maybe aluminium. a motor on the back. You so almost British like a road boat looking thing. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, it's not aluminum. Don't say it like that. But yeah, yeah it's just it's basically one of those very basic yeah, dinghy. There we go. That's another word for it. Yeah. Dinghy. Oh. Well, as always, your your grasp of language is adorable. And not a patronizing oh, way. Uh, yeah, because that didn't sound patronizing at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, man. See ya. No worries. You guys stay safe. As well. Okay, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's, I, I can try Myth once more real quick. Myth, are you still there? I'll give you one more shot if maybe we can make this work. Oh, hello. Uh, you want to go am for I it? Actually work? All right, yeah, I'll go Yeah, for just it. go for it. We'll oh, see I can't if it hear lets him. you talk. Oh, all right. Blonde um, can't hear I, you, but I can. All right. I, I heard that you want to call my boy Theo a nigger. Come on. <laughs> We're in negotiations, all right? I just, I have to, and could you, can you please, casual hard R drops, give me a warning, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of that clip, you, you got you a license go for that on... anyway? He got dipped out. All right. So he just you came in here to word? drop the hard R. Oof. Well, he was asking the question about the caller last week who was trying to negotiate me uh, into saying the N word with the hard R. You know, so we're gonna have people to have tried that before many times, maybe even dozens of times over the last four years, and I've never seen it work. Seen what work? Try to force you into saying anything that they want you to say whether or not you agree with it except for super chat i mean you know no but you know like you'll read the super chats in good humor but if people are like say this you won't do it um well uh, yeah um but but this is kind of a bit too i just i like the idea of uh making sure we have all the terms in place and all the regulations cleared and all the uh proper applications filed and approval before I say the N-word with the hard R. Even though I have called Jack Conti a white N-word on this show before. That's right. Or not a white N-word. After the Sargon thing. Yeah. Cramit uh, is up next. Cramit, <laughs> you're good to go if you're ready. Hello? Can huh? you hear me all right? Yeah, go for it. Sort of, yeah. Oh, uh uh fantastic uh first things first i gotta say uh why are you not subscribed to beauty in the beta clips like you gotta do that we're not sorry uh because i don't i'm not gonna watch clips of my own show <laughs> uh yeah but everybody needs, there's, there's like 800 subscribers there needs to be more come on ah, you're saying you're saying people generally Yes. We have 800 um, subscribers. Yeah, if people want uh, edited clips from the show, uh, Myth actually, uh, as far as I know, is still running that. So if you want short bits, that's the place to find it. Um, okay. Outside so, of that, and it's always linked in the description if people are looking for it. Outside on, of that, on YouTube, I, I was I'll just subscribe. curious if you guys want to be black pilled on the whole uh, woo flu thing. Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Fine. Well, so uh, Blonde was talking about how Wuhan had, you know, the 0.1% uh, CFR. The CFR is a case fatality ratio. No, it's 1.4%. And I've heard between 0.8% and 3.4% in Wuhan. And I trust their numbers well, the least. You should, because China lies like crazy. 
but I'm seeing to... comparable numbers um, it basically everywhere except for Italy. Well, yeah, Italy is really, really bad because Italy is at 46% as in a coin flip of life or death. Nope, 8% is the highest yeah, wait, thing yeah, I've no seen. Way. 46. No, no, no. Look up the numbers. The CFR in Italy is currently 46%. Wait, what's define? Okay, so what's this rate? What's the CFR? Define C- that term. So the reason I said CFR is because I want your listeners to look this up. CFR yeah. is the case fatality ratio. Okay. That is the outcomes, right? Outcomes, which is the people who recovered and the people who died mm-hmm. divided by number of deaths, right? Okay, so there's that. Who is so that excluding? So it's not the number people of deaths. Have the... It's not the number of deaths divided by the number of total confirmed cases. Right. Yes. No. Dividing by the total number of confirmed cases, you don't know where those cases actually ended up. But that is in uh, that I is that's inflating the way this is it. Calculated. It's no, massively no. overflated. Twenty five hundred no, people have so, died. There have been one hundred eighty four thousand confirmed cases in Italy. So you can that can't be this. right. It's fine. That's got to be the world. You, you, you can reject this. That's fine. Because at the moment, the world uh, CFR is about 8 to 9%. But the original SARS, sorry, oh, sorry, the original MERS and the original SARS, which are the other coronaviruses, were at 30%. Uh, okay, let me calculate. Okay, this. but if, but so if that's have... the case, then this is slightly worse. So, but by that metric, it's not drastically worse okay, than this. Okay, this was updated 15 hours ago. Um, sure. 2,500 dead in italy yes. and then there have been how many 30, 31,506 cases that so that's about 40 percent that's eight percent um fatality so you're saying that no. the people that haven't that's eight percent current no, no, no. fatality Two, so so you're saying no, that no, the no, people that Two, haven't recovered yet are still they still might die is that why you would do the cfr exactly that's exactly why right look at mm-hmm. what you just said you said 2000 recovered i'm the just rough. Estimate. No, 2,500 dead. I have no idea how many people have recovered. Uh, but uh, I think you said something like 3,000 recovered or something no, like I, that. No, I didn't I, I didn't mean to say anything about recovery. I have no idea how many people have recovered. Okay. It's totally fine. I'm not going to argue with you. It's totally fine. The point is that if when you actually run those numbers based on how many died versus the total outcome in Italy, the CFR is literally 46%. Yeah, but again, compared to what? You just cited a CFR of, of SARS and MERS at what, 30, 35%? 30, yeah, it's like 30. Okay, so that's well, not... They have not, different numbers, but it's roughly 30%. Right, so that's much less alarming to me in comparison. It is worse, but, but it's well, not drastically worse. Well, uh, to give you a baseline, uh, the Spanish flu was 2%. Using the same metric? Well, again, but, yes, that's, the but, same metric, but yeah. that's not, you can't compare that because that's an expired disease. You now have the benefit of looking well, after the fact that what happened to those infected well, cases. Okay. So my real CFR... issue, my real issue with this is that they're also saying that 86% of cases have gone undiagnosed and are almost completely asymptomatic. And then there, we're not seeing a risk or we're okay. not seeing an increased rate of um, random deaths, or deaths from lung related conditions like vague Bag conditions okay. like that. So you have to I assume will. that the vast majority, like probably close to 100% of these 86% of asymptomatic people are going to fully recover and be none the wiser. And that is going I, to drive your death rate just, just yes. way down, way down. Yes, but 
so most people like to compare this to the influenza uh, death rate. And we don't test everyone for the flu, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we also don't test everyone for coronavirus. Yeah. Well, but that's my point, is that when you say, oh, but we, you know, we don't test everybody, so that's going to drive the CFR down. You're right. That is true. But everybody's comparing this to the influenza virus, where we don't test everyone. In fact, we probably don't test most people for the influenza virus. We That's will right. end and, up testing like tons of people for this though, when they are able to get this testing in order. So I think we're going to get a better idea over the next few weeks, the actual recovery and fatality rate, uh, because the only people that are seeking treatment right now are the very ill. And like to get tested right now, you either have, have to have contact with somebody that is a confirmed coronavirus patient, <laughs> or you have to have a dry yeah. cough and a fever. And even no. then, they won't test you all the time. They'll just tell you to self-quarantine unless things get worse. So the yeah, vast no, majority true. of people are, are not getting tested. I bet like 1% of people are getting tested who need to be getting tested. No, I, I, I agree with that entirely. So if you guys want to know the, the, where I'm getting my sort of uh, analysis from, it's that uh, the Ohio Department of Health Director, the Amy, whatever her name is, she is the, the one... I, ha I have a close contact with her, and uh, people are estimating that the rest of the nation is probably going to base how they, uh, how they react to the virus off of Ohio's uh, response. And so that's kind of where I'm, you know, looking at this from. I mean, it remains to be seen. I will eat my words if this turns out to be much, like, considerably more catastrophic than we're making it out to be. I'm just saying that, I, you know... I urge caution yeah. with the panic at this point in time. Hmm. Uh, Matt, if sorry, I'll, I'll, I don't, I, we'll have to we'll have to keep it moving. I will give you a last word if you want it, though. Yeah, no. Um, so thinking about the economic end of this, mm -hmm. uh, Ohio alone went from six thousand cases of uh, unemployment to forty five thousand last week. Yeah, yeah, you're going to see that across not just Ohio but all states, and that's. Um... Yeah, I, that's the big question that I, I will probably get an answer to by the end of this is, so, did we yeah, overreact or was this appropriate? And it's gonna um, be, nobody it's really gonna knows right now. It's going to be insane. And the very, 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 very last thing I want to say is, Matt, I got a whole list of things that I think you need to do to run your show better and all that. So. <laughs> all right, send, send me an email. <laughs> get out. Thanks, man. Um, the other thing and I, uh, I will say about Italy, this is just my opinion. Italy is constantly referenced as a worst case scenario and rightfully so. It looks like things are worse, worse, possibly worse there than in Wuhan itself or China generally. But that's if you believe Chinese numbers. So who, who really knows? But the point, yeah. the point is, why are we citing the worst place that is the worst outlier, which has a few distinct factors about it? One old population two. they have old the people second oldest population by of any country in the entire world and two, generally uh it's, it's more customary in countries like italy for to old people care. to to yeah. live with their families and be in close proximity mm -hmm. with other younger people um so us abandoning our parents and old folks home may be a net positive really saving Everybody. their lives no um <laughs> i also think that that's that's bad too but um yeah. But yeah, I, I, it's not that Italy doesn't matter. It does. I just, I hesitate to jump immediately to Italy and say, the United States is only two weeks behind Italy. Um, 
numerically, yes, but we're not exactly the same country, either in age demographics or in the way that uh, we generally house each other or live each other, uh, live with each other as, as we age. <clears throat> anyway, uh, we're, we're due for a break. I, I apologize for the timing tonight, guys. I know we're not super on the clock. Obviously, we're very interested to hear people's fuller perspectives on this. Um, and nobody, nobody really knows. I can't pretend like I know either. I, I know I have some firm opinions on this, but we all, we all have no fucking idea. And that's why. That's true. And I will totally change my opinion about this with new information. Yeah. Um, also, I can't believe we, we have to say this, but we are not authorities and nobody should do their risk assessment based on what we're saying. No. There are people None that of... are YouTubing out of various bedrooms in their houses. We have no fucking idea what's going on. This yeah. is just what I think about things. None of this is to be interpreted as medical advice or, or anything <laughs> of the sort. No. Just people trying to make sense of the world. So. But I want people to do their own their own risk assessment. And that's that's what drives me nuts. That's what I was talking about in my video today. I, I would never want you to, t I would never tell you, take my advice, do what I say, impose my opinion on you. I want you to evaluate the information and decide for yourself. But increasingly, as we see these crackdowns, you're not free to do that anymore. Yeah. I don't care. I care a lot less about what you choose than I care about your freedom to make those choices. And your freedom to make those choices is being rapidly eroded. That is worrisome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Who was the last one that I did? Uh, I don't know. We're good over on DLive. Um, thanks <laughs> to everybody funny. hanging out over there. Yeah. Oh God, it is so hot in here. Um, gay dad's bear says better take this virus seriously or else you will be called a Holocaust denier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I, my sounders are broken tonight, so I can't even give him a rim shot that he has <laughs> earned, but, uh, you have earned it, sir. Um, then we have BB, a big donation. Thank you so much, BB. I really well. Thanks, BB. I appreciate um, it, and um, you know, I, 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 you know, it goes without saying that I appreciate it even more um, in uncertain economic times. Uh, you know, yeah. nobody knows what's going to happen. Everybody is, everybody's waiting for their Corona check. So, um, so you know, we appreciate uh, support people show, and and you know, we're, we we've planned for a rainy day uh, as well. We're not we're not idiots. So thanks for putting us in um, in good shape to carry on continuing doing the streams, no matter how many people, no matter what's banned and who says what and all this. We appreciate the audience. Uh, Austin Olson, update on my woman who was suffering from the Jackie Chan cold. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> she's gotten better. I've had to temporarily postpone purchases of guns and a new truck. I feel like um, I have to buy a sweet gun with my Corona bucks on principle. Yep. I just got to pick the one. Laurel says, my son got a job at the dollar store. He just thanked me for being a smart prepper and getting gardens, chickens, and guns. Well, there you he go. can't believe how many people are stockpiling soda and candy. <laughs> uh, that is good, Laurel. And that's another thing yeah. that we should mention. Matt and I, another reason that we aren't freaking out is that we are preppers of old. And we both started prepping in 2016. Um, I was a little later, but yeah, I'm all right. But I'm, you know, we, we pre I'm pretty much prepared for a year of not ha being able to get to stores or anything like that. An entire year. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not freaking out about this because it doesn't seem that dire. Um, version 135 to all had any trouble with the NICS system. The NICS system is the background check system. That's the background check system when you get a gun. I have not tried to buy a gun recently, certainly not within this uh, coronavirus outbreak. Um, I have seen stories that there are massive gun purchases going on right now, like a massive spike in gun purchases that you'd expect. Uh, so maybe it's just that the system is overwhelmed if, if you've had trouble with it. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. 
Ask, uh, probably ask your local gun store. They could tell you. God, it is so freaking hot in this room. It's because I have coronavirus. <laughs> That's what's going on here. Um, man, the left would think that was so funny. I better not get it. <laughs> they will be celebrating. There's some Republican congressman from Florida has coronavirus now. Oh, really? Go on Facebook and read the stories about it. Ah, that's what he gets for being a Republican and calling this a hoax. Like, yeah, that's, that's definitely what, what was said. Everyone, you know, it was a hoax. The disease itself was a hoax. You're right. Uh, Michael Anderson, this topic needs an hour-long convo. Um, Trillion-dollar stimulus may or may not mitigate economic woes cascading from Decronian nonsense, but... Federal government recovers the money after about 12 pass-through transactions. I just can't imagine a stimulus ever being an effective economic tool. Uh, it's literally never worked before. And then TARP was just such a disaster. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to not. I guess in this circ, I, I don't support this. I, I think this is foolishness. But in this circumstance, where the the underlying economy was not bad. In fact, it was record good. Maybe there are some band-aids that can tide you over until we can resume a fundamentally good economy after we, you know, hit resume again and stop the pause. Maybe I certainly bailouts and, and just handing people government checks doesn't work. If you have a, if you have massive problems in the underlying economy, maybe in this case, it's like, all right, people can pay their rent for a month or two. But if but, we're really uh, looking at 15 months of this and the government's not going to be able to bail us out. No, absolutely not. It, it's not sustainable. It might be, it might be a bandaid in the, the specifics of this circumstance, but I still oppose it on principle, obviously. Uh, sure. See, Cersei uh, suggests for the Sunday show, a top 10 good things to come from China virus. Number one, America wide toughen up buttercup. Yep. Number two, Ooh. real pandemic run through training. That's also true. People are staying at home with their families. They're cooking real food. Um, they're like watching movies. They're, things have gotten real fucking wholesome in this country real fast. And for that, I'm, I'm grateful. I mean, we can't commune at church and stuff. So there's that. But as far as like mm. being with your nuclear family, uh, this has been a net positive in that way. Mm. I can think of many, Solution. and I certainly, um, I definitely, whether I talk about it by myself later in this week or I save it for Sunday, I definitely want to talk about this gun thing more. I think this is fascinating. Not just that people are buying more, that's a foreseeable consequence, but that people in these, you know, borderline communist, left-wing, gun-hating states like California are waking up and going, the interesting thing about this too, I don't know if you saw in Philadelphia, and I think there's another city, the police have put out openly we are not going to arrest people for nonviolent crimes, which includes burglary, vandalism, breaking and entering. So they're just putting How it out there. How could that possibly go wrong? It's open season if you want to loot, is basically what the police have said. And suddenly you realize, oh, you mean the government can't always protect me? Maybe it would be wise for me to have the means to protect myself. That's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Cyclone 8974, bring back the asylum. Should we save state sanitariums? Video by Aiden Paladin shows that closing asylums goes back to Kennedy. Um, I haven't watched hmm. that, but she's a good channel. Sounds People interesting. Check yeah. that out. And I agree that we should bring back the asylum. Um, look, I'll just do one more for right now. Aggie Jet Pilot just looked at my Roth IRA, lost a lot. That said, I gladly contribute to my favorite online show, YouTube Roth. Thank you so much. Well, well thank, thank you. you. And of course, as long as you're not, as long as you're not liquidating any assets right now, 
you're you're fine. You know, as long as you don't have to liquidate now things and you can rebound. hold on to those things yeah. for a year or what I don't know what your retirement position is or whatever. But if you're not in a position where you need those assets now, you're going to be just fine. In fact, I was telling you earlier, I, I've been out of the stock market. I the only stocks I used to own I sold to start this channel to, you know, tide that over when it first we we're first trying to do this. Today is the day that I got back into the stock market a little bit. And that was a lot of fun. And it felt good. You know, it felt you know, it it felt it feels good to think optimistically for the future in this time of just just nothing but bad news. So, no, it is. Uh, so so as long as you can hang on to those investments, I think you're going to be just fine. And if you're the type of person who's looking to make investments, hey man, it's a rare opportunity where you can make make all but certain bets with big payoffs. That's a great that's a great thing. Obviously, just like don't take my medical advice. Do not take my investment advice either. I just, for me, I see a rare opportunity right now. And that's a good thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sanguine Mind is up next. There we go. Because everyone was uh, talking. Sanguine so Mind, you're good to go, like, man. Oh, sick. Hey, guys. What's um, on your mind? First of all, it's good to be back. <laughs> um, This shit's going crazy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like... I've been getting emails from like everybody. I even just got emails from my school saying um, last week we actually had spring break and then they extended it an extra week just so they could figure out what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And now we're doing all online classes. Uh, are you talking college, high school? What, yep. what uh... college, okay. college. And That's I'm in college good. getting my, uh, getting my physics associates and then I'm transferring. So well, all of this you. is just derailing all of that. Well, like I'm yeah, taking... yeah, but at least yeah. you're getting a worthwhile degree. <laughs> you can, you can find solace yeah. in that. Yeah, I can repay my debt a little bit faster. Yeah, um, or or ever, you know, that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, ever, true. But no, like all this stuff is kind of just it is. It kind of set in on me a little bit whenever I got the official email saying like everything's going to be online because mm-hmm. I have differential equations linear algebra i have uh not a lot of really just like heavy math space classes and it's just like i'm almost gonna have to teach myself at this point which is a pain in the ass but yeah yeah gotta do what you gotta do yeah it, it is a bummer especially you know it's it's fun to learn something on your own with your free time um online or you know whatever but it is a bummer when you're on the hook for paying for it and you feel like you're not getting the mm-hmm. you know instruction that is requisite of that of that check yeah um and with all the stuff going on like my sister she's like 16 or so years older than me she's she's lived through like a bunch of this kind of similar situations but even she was just saying like all this shit's insane the closest thing she could come up with it's like similar to this is like she said y2k but this is even worse than that oh i've, I've never seen anything like I've this never in, seen my adult, like in my adult life I, and i don't remember anything like this in my childhood i mean i was I bitching about just... it on sunday when places around here were closing voluntarily in the meantime mm-hmm. we've had government order to shut shit down and that's just pissed me off even more i i i saw none of this coming last week at this time i i if you would have told me last week at this time, I would have been shocked the degree that to which we have locked down over this. Yeah. Like I, this is just like something I took with like all of the great, like I probably drank an entire box of salt. Whenever I saw yeah. this, um, I yeah. was on 4chan and this person posted something saying there was going to be like martial law crackdown 
uh, in the next two weeks. And I mean, then we, all are, shit we are teetering in like, some localities hmm. on that level of crackdown. We're not far. It's getting really crazy. And something they were talking about in the call-in waiting room is kind of just like how, like, somebody was mentioning how China would just, like, stop the spread of everything. And then people people were saying, like, oh, their numbers are wrong. People were saying, like, oh, it's because they were authoritarian. Like, the kind of idea that during times of crisis, we kind of give up our freedom so that we can have more security. Yeah. yeah. And then after all the crisis is done, we kind of expect our freedom back. But works sometimes that, that doesn't it happen. It, would, it almost never does. Yep. I mean, this will be the blueprint for what to do ne- to do next time. And um, mm-hmm. and maybe there is some optimism. You talk about the Chinese numbers. I don't trust them at all. People can if they want. Um, but you do have numbers I would be more inclined to trust out of, say, South Korea mm-hmm. and, um, and Italy and some other countries. And the good news as of like within the last 24, 48 hours is cases are starting. Uh, South Korea looks like they've done a really great job of managing mm-hmm. this. Even Italy, the new cases are starting to plateau a yeah. little bit. So I, I don't know why they would lie. I don't think those countries are lying. And I would, ex- I would expect that we'll see some similarly good news medically in this country over the next couple of weeks. And as soon as we see that, as soon as we see that and we see local and federal authorities being like, you know, it's okay to come out from your hiding spots and your bunkers. I think we're, we'll will mostly improve. be fine. It's going to take, yeah, a, it's like, going to take a little while. It might take a year, but I think we'll be okay. We, we just actually beat out South Korea for our just raw numbers of like cases in general. Mm. And I'm pretty sure even though like the numbers haven't been updated in a little bit, we have beaten out France or we're about to or something along those lines. Yeah. Like we were in like 10th place uh, like last week or something. Now we're in like sixth place. All right. Well, final word yeah. if you want it. We're tied up against um, the clock now. Yeah. I mean, thank you guys for kind of just being consistent. This is like the perfect social distancing thing. Cause I mean, hell <laughs> this is online. Y'all well, have thanks, fun. man. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, calling in. No problem. Let's see. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this one. It's Corona Mocked Frey. We'll just go with Corona. It might be the actual disease. I don't know. You there? Hey, what's up, fam? Oh, well, it's... Uh, yeah, of course. What's up, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I wanted to call in and uh, give some insight into Matt's uh, super brilliant, not at all, you know, cold take smooth brain uh video that he put out today is this kevin uh but then i heard that yeah oh sorry and i heard that whole uh uh talking about a lot of the talking points i wanted to say and uh she counter signaled ohio bars and so i've decided to go in a 180 degrees uh did you just call that girl a hole well, you know, you don't talk shit about Ohio bars. Yeah, so I actually, I think Matt's idea is is brilliant. Um, in fact, I think he should find all of these petulant Lulbergs who can't follow good advice just because it comes from a bad government. And I think you guys should all, like, get together in a small, closed space with very low ventilation and, uh, like, just have a bat soup party. It, uh, it sounds like a fantastic idea to me. Okay, well, you know, I believe in freedom. It's an old-fashioned idea, but, yeah, call me crazy. It's actually fairly new and uh, not really supported by any evidence that it, it produces the things you want. But I know we only um, have the greatest way, country uh, and the greatest economy in the history of the world. It's you know, sure. Well, yeah, yeah. My, my economy is is 
a pretty great deal when you know millions of people are dying. I I know I spend a lot of money when I'm dead. Um, who you know, who are these millions are of people different. who are dying? Who who are they? So the uh, you guys were talking about numbers. If we're going based on kind of the low ball estimates of what we saw in China, that's one percent. One percent of the U.S. population would be three point. Oh, so it's people. a it's a hypothetical. It's not real. I, I mean, our, our response has been substantially worse, like along every metric um, than. And OK, but th but that's that's kind of my point is I think that I, one ball is an extreme low ball. Seriously speaking, I would rather die than let you have control of my life. I mean, I think that's that's a fair perspective. Sure. And so and I, I get that. And that, that's kind of whatever. Uh, my biggest problem with this kind of Holberg sure. take is that. I'm sorry. It's just kind of whatever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't want to live in yeah, Kevin's yeah, prison. I, I don't. Call me crazy. Well, I, I, kind of a smooth brain take, but I, I, I mean. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, we'll like, I know. <laughs> Fair. I know. All right. So, yeah, different, different, difference of philosophy. Um, but yeah. So, uh, that's my point. Um, smooth brain there. What we're yeah, real smooth. Yeah. Not at all awkward. Everyone, wrap it up. You know what? I, I haven't heard an apology from you for your people spreading this uh, bug man bug yet. There, ping. So I, I don't need to hear that. I'm sorry. All right, get uh, out you're of here, so sorry. Final word. You're so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. This is an issue that both my harsh, horseshoe partner, uh, Fond, and I agree on. So, you're, <laughs> like, when everybody's kind of surrounding you on this, uh, fam, you're probably not in the best company. But yeah, I, um, I, I do strongly support that, uh, that bat soup party that you Lulbergs are gonna throw to, to own the communist Nazis. You're gonna, you're gonna really show us. I know. Property rights, property rights, freedom, terrible concepts. Okay, see ya. Bye. He's quickly, um, Kevin, listen, man, I appreciate that you've supported the show. You quickly are becoming Fonboy. I'll be honest. Like, I, I don't know if you're serious or not, but not interested in that. Uh, anyway, uh, Sager is up next. Hello? Sager, you're good to go. Hello? I can't hear him. You there? Yeah. I see it lighting up. Okay, we'll go with Spader. Spader, you there? Hold up, give me like 30 seconds, man. Uh, I'll come back to you. Let's try Ovid. We'll let him hang out. Ovid, you're good to go. Ooh, me by uh, by forfeit. All right. Um, <laughs> What's I on think your mind, Matt man? has a brain with many wrinkles. Um, I, so I, many wrinkles. <laughs> I genuinely uh, am so fucking beside myself at the amount of government takeover right now. It's it is pretty crazy. Terrifying. I, I'm like terrified. Like, is this even America? Like, yeah, I feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. 100%. Like, I mean, I feel like blonde, like, like, holy shit. It is nobody in this country even give two shits about, you know, protecting yourself. If, how about this? If you're old and you don't want to die, 
isolate yourself and get somebody to bring you your groceries. I agree. And then, I think that's and the, then when we yeah. get past it, you're fine. Right. But what the, uh, our entire country is shut down. This is insane. It's insanity. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just yeah. so frustrating. Uh, yeah. But I, I think part of the problem too is like, if you are to go and express that perspective, which, you know, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. We'll find out statistically, scientifically, medically within a few weeks. But if you express perspectives that we are overreacting, uh, that maybe we're going a little too far, that maybe we are foolishly sacrificing our entire economic health in pursuit of um, a public health outcome that may not even be achievable, you will be shamed and silenced and yelled at and, and everyone will treat you like you're, you're an immoral person on social media. And that's a shame too. Like I, I really I know, feel like, like we're lacking and, and we're, a productive we're saying, public like, debate. Take necessary precautions as well. Nope, like nobody's saying not to do that. Yeah, it's your protecting yourself is your own responsibility, right? Like, I mean, um, we, we, we have should this... have an interest in protecting the vulnerable in our society, like just from a moral perspective. I think we are morally <sighs> obligated to protect the elderly. Um, that's not that's boomers, true. but the silent generation. We have to protect I, I, people from I the silent do, generation. I do, and I know, I know, I know your your parents are in the silent generation. I do have a certain perspective that you look at a certain age, and when you get to that certain age, right, um, the fact that they are alive at all is most often, most likely, a miracle of today's science and a miracle of you know the medical apparatus that we have today. And it's amazing that we can have all of these wonderful things that now we have to absolutely shut down everything in order to keep people who every single day is a miracle. They're still alive, you know, to, to squeeze a few more out. Yeah. I'm, I'm and, and that's, I, I, that's I, can't, I can't follow that blind. Yeah. I, th I think that you're exactly right that that's, um, that's an insensitive thing to discuss, or at least an uncomfortable thing to discuss that a huge portion of the deaths that are happening, it's not that they're unavoidable deaths per se, but these are people with significant health complications and of a significant, significantly high age. And that is to say, for a lot of these people, the writing is on the wall. And obviously, I hope, I'm not hoping they die. I don't want to treat this foolishly or frivolously. But the, rea the idea that we can save them to have a long, healthy life after this by committing economic suicide, I think is just foolishness. I don't think yeah. that's possible. Yeah. And, and it's unfortunate. I don't want that to happen. But at some level, that's the nature of the natural world, too. No, I agree entirely. And I, I want, I'm glad I got to come on and put a, a tally mark on your side of the box. So, <laughs> Well, thanks. Um, Appreciate it. Any, any final thoughts uh, before you go? Yes, totally unrelated. But because my name is Ovid, I get a little square every time somebody types the disease's name in the YouTube chat. It's really distracting all the time. Hmm. Okay. Because, because my name is within COVID-19. So. Oh, I see. That's the thing. pun. That's the pun you're yeah. trying to make here. All right. Okay. That was a little all over right. my head. Anyway, I'll catch you guys around. Yeah. All right. See ya. All right, I'm back if uh, you guys yeah, go, go for it. So I sort of wanted to get your thoughts on universal basic income basically being adopted to a certain degree by the uh, administration here. Test run, yeah. 
Well, no, but I mean to to a certain degree, in a limited sense. But th this idea, basically, that we're gonna start sending Americans a couple grand uh, at certain periods to keep them afloat. Uh, yeah, like the latest idea I heard is that uh, this is not finalized, but the idea that was reported today is every American gets a thousand dollars in April and May. But then Steve Mnuchin was up there and said, and said, we're not going to cut the checks to people who make a million dollars. Well, my question is, why not? I mean, you don't know what that person's cash flow is for all I know that it, I don't, I, I just, th I think that fundamentally violates the principles of equal protection. We're going to do a big Oprah giveaway, but only if you're a, a certain person of certain standing or certain wealth that we like, or we don't, I, I don't like this idea that we're going to pick people to receive a benefit in a time of emergency that's nonsense but um but that's okay, the general well, proposal but what about if you took the opposite approach to that like if you think about the bailouts in uh about a decade ago those weren't given to everybody those were to specific industries yeah, I, and people I also, and that was totally un yeah i oppose that as well um i mean i'm, I'm going to oppose all of these government handouts but, but if you're going to do them, I would at least like equal application, equal protection, yeah. instead of picking, I don't want to say picking winners and losers in this case, because that's, we're not talking about businesses, although for some of the bailout stuff we are, I'm talking about the thousand dollar checks, but I don't like the idea of saying, because you made a dollar more than our arbitrary threshold, you will not receive the same benefit as your neighbor because reason that's just, that's silliness. And it, it, to me, it divides Americans in an unjustifiable way. Is the government exist to protect all of us equally, or does it exist to protect certain people at the expense of others? Okay, so what if it got, uh, in, in a perfect world, where the administration tailors it a bit and says, the people that, we, that have lost their jobs because of the mandatory quarantines we're issuing, we're going to cut them a certain number of checks. Because I'm trying to figure out if the unjustness here that you have a problem yeah. with is... The fact that it's not being equally applied or the fact that the government's handing out money to people. Well, at that, at that point, that's just what's the difference between that and unemployment benefits, which are right. already available in every state. You know, it's that that would be basically well, the difference is, just is unemployment the government bonus? caused the unemployment. Yes, but you already have the run on the unemployment offices, as we heard, you know, in Ohio, and you're going to see them in, in every state. So why is that not just duplication? Is this just unemployment? bonus unemployment is that what we're talking about i mean i guess i i suppose you know going to the unemployment office would be a little bit complicated if you're not allowed to leave your home but yeah well you're going to have to do that if you're going to at some level if you're going to make distinctions between people and it's not just every american citizen gets a check for this amount if you're going to make distinctions and there are certain qualifications you're going to have a slowed down process by all this administration and, and requiring people to prove X conditions to get the benefit. So whether it's a local state office doing it or whether it's, you know, some federal administration, that's a reality, no matter how you cut it, if you want to make distinctions between Americans who will receive the benefit or not. Well, but doesn't that suggest that the wise move here is to sort of do the, all right, other than the people who have a million dollars, all right, they, they can take care of themselves we're going to just not try and mess with any of that stuff because it's too complicated and we're too busy at the moment. But you, that's going to have to be demonstrated. You're going to have to show, so to, in, a, in the application for the benefit, or the, the government's going to have to look at all of last year's tax returns and make distinctions about who made what. And I just, 
I just reject the idea. Like you're going to draw an arbitrary line, whether it's a million or a hundred thousand. You say, these people are just fine. These people aren't. These people get money. These people don't. How do you know? How do you know that the person who made a million dollars last year didn't take on some incredibly risky investments and is now in very, very poor shape? Yeah, Yeah. or have a crazy pay. Just because you had an income of X does not mean that you don't, quote unquote, need the money in the same way that someone who was laid off from, uh, uh, you know, a wage, an hourly wage job does. I, I, that's why I want either equal application or none. That would be my perspective. But ideally, I would not have my my solution here would be part of what's already being proposed. We're going to you want immediate financial relief, delay tax day, which sounds like has already been done. And maybe just just steal less of our money this year. How about that? How about I just owe you less? And I know that people. I believe they have done that. I believe payroll taxes are suspended indefinitely right now. They've delayed it three months to July. And I know people say, well, that a tax cut doesn't help you when, when you've been laid off for your job. Well, yeah, that's true. There, and there are unemployment benefits. You can go apply for those. But the reality, too, is maybe you'd be in better shape financially if you weren't taxed so heavily. Maybe you could have saved better. And, and maybe your job isn't on the immediate chopping block at your employer if your employer is not taxed so heavily. Maybe, maybe we could structure a well, system where I mean, rainy days yes are easier no. to, to handle. The, the problem is a lot of our economy is based on service, especially, you know, to a certain degree related to food and other stuff. And if you say to people that they have to stay in their homes for an indefinite amount of time, I mean, I'm being told at my work that the situation as it stands could last months. It, it, they can't. It's not a matter of unemployment in the traditional sense, because it, it it's sort of compelled. You're, you're not. You are that's artificially true. clamping down on the economy. Yeah, I, that's, there, that's, it's not a sense in which there's a genuine economic downturn. It's yeah. sort of artificial. Yeah, that is uh, one way in which I can sort of understand the premise that because government is forcing these economic hard times on other people, there's a debt that is owed, so to speak, that must be, uh, that must be paid. But I suppose my preferred solution would be let's not impose these economic hard times on people. Now we'll find out in the next few months, who's right on this one. Um, is it right to impose these sort of harsh restrictions? And I'll tell you what's achieving... not right that I let this call go on for six minutes. Yeah, We'll, we'll give you a last word. Man. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. Last word job. to continue with tradition of it. Uh, administrators here. Uh, how are you both doing? Like emotionally, <laughs> it's it's great. If people don't know, Ace Spader is now the admin of the uh, of the server. He is like the the chief guy who runs it. Because certainly Blonde and I don't run it. Um, so thank you for doing what you're doing to keep the server running in the in the absence of our last uh, admin. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. But genuinely, how are you guys doing? Um, okay. Actually, everything's just fine, other than being annoyed with the state of the world. Uh, everything else is is just great. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, worried about the baby, but otherwise fine. Got some wedding planning finalized. Uh, excited about that. Almost have all but certain that I'll be getting married in October. That's exciting. Um, weird time to be planning for future events, but you know. Yep. Anyway, how about you, man? Before we let you go. Oh no, I, I'm doing good. It's just it's good to hear. You know, it's good to have. As much as you know, we may rag on the Colin show. It's good to have a little respite. My work has been insane the last few days. Sure. I haven't gotten any schoolwork done at all. Oh, so. Man. Well, well. Thanks for uh, as I as I mentioned. Thanks for 
putting some time to to keeping this server uh, running smoothly. We very much appreciate it, and it's just it's not honestly I can't do it without you. So I appreciate yeah. that effort you're putting. For, I just don't have the time to do it. So thank you. Well, my pleasure. Have a good night, y'all. You as you well. Too. Um, I know we totally botched time tonight, guys, uh, and I apologize for that. Um, obviously, I don't think anybody had a two minute phone. Sorry. Yeah, so. It's really hard to stop people from talking. Uh, well, it's, a, it, it's a unique emergency circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate it, guys, and I just will have to will have to stop calls there, and it kind of bums me out because I see a lot of people who wanted to talk tonight. So, my apology on that. Um, and thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks for your patience. And uh, and if you're having trouble getting into the live room, or you um, you want to participate but you can't do it live, of course, send us an email. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. The one inbox for your call-in show questions, beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line, and uh, we will respond to those uh, as we will do right now. I have left Sager in the uh, live room, so Sager, if you're listening, you can go ahead and chime in whenever. But other than that, we will uh, we will call the calls tonight. So thanks, thanks for patience, guys. I know we kind of – it was a free-for-all, but we, we're doing what we can. Um, Taiska, Taiska Lua. If abortion were to be made illegal, would those who manufacture any devices or tools or scary-looking equipment, which could be used somehow to perform an abortion, become criminally liable? Well, in my world, no. Uh, I don't think that. Just as I wouldn't hold the knife manufacturer responsible for a, a stabbing, I would not hold people who manufacture whatever equipment was used to perform an abortion responsible yeah, for the abortion. Absurd. I guess that would be a question that you would ask uh, to to people who to people who believe that, say, gun manufacturers should be held liable for a shooting or things like that. Um, so, no, that's a short answer. Uh, this is from Sam. Uh, not sure how much you guys keep up with Annika or Sam Harris on the topic of free will, but the fMRI evidence seems pretty clear. Brain signals initiating a full four seconds before subjects are aware of the. Th- Thought. All this truly hmm. indicates that we are merely the universe unfolding. How do you navigate through life taking that on board? Well, that's a huge, I mean, you have to, that depends on your perspective. I, I don't know that you can demonstrate that free will or determinism are objective truth. So the question kind of assumes that, that, that everything is determined, that you have a predetermined destiny that you are fulfilling I don't know that I buy that. I mean, even if, so the premise here is brain signals initiating a full four seconds before subjects are aware of the thought. So the implication being there that you actually have no control over your own thought. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's more conclusive science on this, but I, I'm not willing to grant that as an objective demonstration that there is no such thing as free will. It's, it's honestly just a little too big of a topic for me to address succinctly. Um, I'm not sure that I quite understand brain signals and issues. Cause I haven't followed this at all. I have been seeing Stefan Molyneux rip him apart on Twitter, but I wasn't the concept here. And I don't know what the science says. So I, it's hard for me to comment on it. I don't know if this is what the nuances of this are, but the concept is that there's demonstration that the thoughts in your head are happening seconds before you're even aware of their existence. Therefore you have no control over your thoughts or your choices Therefore, everything well, that's a big, is no, no, no. I am willing to concede that I have no control over my thoughts. I'm fine with that. That doesn't mean I have no control over my choices. 
Well, I guess if I understand this premise correctly, the the choices you make are effects of things that happen in your brain before you're even aware of them. I reject They're, that premise. The concept I, of I free just, will is that they're manifestations of uh, moral, uh, like a, like a more morality cost benefit analysis that we're doing based on the myriad thoughts that are going on in our brains that are just firing synapses. Like the thoughts that go through my mind, I am already aware that I am not in control of that. However, the choices I make based on those thoughts, that does demonstrate free will. Hmm. All right. Um, feel free to follow up, Sam, if you have more, uh, more information on that. I just don't know enough about the claim to, to label it true or false. Wayne says gun owners of America GOA has uh, filed a red flag law against Chuck Schumer. I heard about this, but I haven't looked closely into it. Uh, this over his rage and threats against uh, Republicans. I presume probably his threats against uh, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. Will Chuck lose his second amendment right to bear arms? Will his guns be confiscated? Will his home be searched? Or is this just another law that reads one law for me, another for thee? Uh, well, certainly the latter. Oh, yeah, uh, I don't know the terms of that is that is hilarious and I approve of their efforts because certainly he he made a, a public threat um, that as we talked about on the show I think teetered on what I would consider to be criminally liable or dangerous it it, it was about as close to saying go into that court and get them as it could be. I mean, as I said on the time, it was general enough that I would still want to keep it legally protected, First Amendment protected. But what he was saying is do what I say or they'll, there will be implicitly violent consequences. Yeah, and but certainly... uh, we uh, made that, we made the opposite point. Who was it? Was it some Republican senator with the NRA in the same week that we talked about this? My brain does not work anymore. Are you talking about Ken Buck with the, uh, with the AR? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, I classified that as a non-threat. And like, who takes Chuck Schumer seriously anyway? All he said was come and take it. He didn't say I'm coming to you. That's true. But, uh, yeah. but um, yeah, with Chuck Schumer, I, I don't, I, as I said at the time, I don't want him criminally prosecuted, but I do agree with the premise here that if I, as an ordinary citizen went out there and let's say I went in front of Chuck Schumer's office and I said, Chuck, you will vote this way on this bill or you won't know what hit you, which is what he said. Don't you think that that some sort of red flag or some sort of punitive measure would be taken against me for for doing that? I don't know. I think Chuck Schumer would be in favor of that, but that's a hypothetical. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, there's no doubt that this, these aren't going to be enforced equally, but I didn't take what he said as a as much of a threat. But that's likely because he's so non-threatening. Like, can you really take a threat seriously from a man with that kind of neck? <laughs> um, well, he'll he'll need an AR to do some damage. That's true. Uh, sure. We'll see if they take it Kick him right away. in the neck, it would snap. Uh, yeah. Henry says, at this point, do you still bother arguing with Facebook friends who post stupid shit? <laughs> I had to resist calling one of my friends out the other day because he was posting about how he hopes Trump and his cabinet get coronavirus. <sighs> I deleted Facebook like three years um four years five years ago. I mean, and you can't work. tweet i mean you used to engage in this on twitter with people you may or may not know those were the good old days the time of converting normies is over There's no i don't point. agree with that but we, yeah we you think at this point this late in the game that people are still subject to influence 
political influence. They email like, me all the time. We have picked our sides at this point. I just don't believe that anybody is really that susceptible to it. Telling they're still you, in like the reason out, and evidence. Telling you, they're out there. Them. They're out there. I'm not saying that that they're this. Ma I'm not saying it's like 40 percent of society or some massive number. But I'm telling you, they're out there. And if they aren't out there, why the hell am I doing what I'm doing? You know, if I didn't, you're doing what you're doing to premise. to reinforce the sense of uh, to the good sense of people that already are somewhat in the camp. I don't know. I don't. I don't make my videos with the philosophy that everyone who watches them already agrees with them. I, I try to make it somewhat. But you don't uh, think about it. That's why your videos are good. Yeah, I'm not necessarily. I suppose I'm not necessarily aiming for any one particular person, but I do try to be as honest with the other side as possible, because i I want those. I want someone who encounters my stuff but maybe doesn't agree to have their perspective considered and ideally defeated and, and have them forced to confront that conflict in their own mind. Yeah. Okay. Like I agree with you on principle, but like, I feel like by trying to convert normies, we're still doing this 2016 wrecked feminist SJW I don't know. BS. And like, I feel like, have we not graduated well, I think we've I think we've graduated mostly from that stuff with some rare exceptions. Sometimes they pop up and they're still funny, I suppose. But I think these days it's more I think the the divisions have become much more significant to questions of say free market and capitalism versus controlled economy and socialism, those sorts of things. And I think there are a I think there is a big bulk of people who um in their work life and their school life, they're just sort of expected to believe certain things about the way the world works. And when they encounter a, a perspective that's on the other side of it and they see, Oh, it's okay. And not only is it okay, it might even be entertaining and fun or funny or whatever else that suddenly they start to reconsider. I don't know what percentage of the population this is, but I'm telling you they're out there. Mm. And, uh, and I, uh, the more, the more we can find the better. That's, that's why I'm doing this, man. I want to change some minds to, to steer this country generally away from, I think it's deviation from its foundational values. I think we're, you know, we're kind of a, a ship that's at a turning point where are we going to stick with what this country was founded on? Or are we going to veer off into crazy land? That's something totally foreign. Or are we going to organize right wing death squads that get everything together? Well, we agree that those are last resorts at least. Do I we? just don't, well, because I'm there. We agree, we agree with preparedness. <laughs> we agree with preparedness. Like I certainly agree that there's a point in time where your rights are on the chopping block, and you have to ask, um, "Am I going to lay down and take this sort of abuse, or am I going to justifiably see, defend myself?" I, I'm, I know it. you do because we've been talking about it for weeks. How the authoritarianism um, as a result of the coronavirus could so easily be segued. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean. I, I'm worried. I'm worried about it right now. I mean, the second you come, we're not there yet. But if you're coming to my house and telling me I can't leave it, I can't go about my business in the way that I choose. This is the stuff, as I've mentioned before, I don't believe you should resort to self-defense until they're kicking down your door to violate your rights. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a lot of localities, they're standing outside the door right now. We're as right. close as we've ever been to that sort of fundamental rights abuse that we've been talking about this whole time. And I want to be as restrained as possible because I don't want to advocate any sort of, of violence or any, anything like that. But 
you are justified in defending your fundamental rights and those yes. are being abused. And I did hear today that Illinois is restricting um, new gun ownership during yeah. this period. Using, new Orleans using, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, using emergency preparedness as uh, as the basis. And like people have to recognize that we are particularly vulnerable, especially our Second Amendment rights in times of of emergency and national catastrophe, uh, because that's when people are scared and that's when they're willing to give all of these powers to the government. So we really have to be cognizant of the actual risk that the virus is posing, which I think is severely magnified by the media right now, and the very real risk that the government is going to continue to impede hmm. upon our, our rights, which they're, they're going to continue to do after this yeah. is no longer a threat. Sorry, I realized we deviated from Henry's uh, question. Well, this is not um, at all what you asked. I, I've right? muted basically all my friends on Facebook. I just yeah. use it as a news aggregator. And I do jump into the debates in the comment sections on the news stories sometimes. But when I do, then you get involved in one of those like, you know, 30 post long debates with someone you realize like, ah, oh, this was kind of a waste of time. But it is entertaining. Skag wants to, to act all holier than thou with this shit. He will go to war on Twitter. I'm not acting holier than that. I'm not shaming you for your views. I'm trying to uphold some principles. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I think also that... not judging you. If I were still on Twitter, I'd be doing the same thing. Um, Actually, I rarely go to war on Twitter anymore. I just did the other week. Yeah. Really, I do. Go look at my timeline. It's mostly just me posting my stuff with a few responses to people here and there. But I'm not going to battle uh, with with left wing blue check Twitter anymore, with rare exception, almost never. It is it tends to be a waste of time, but it can Isn't be it crazy that's still a thing. Left wing blue. Oh, check it's first. it's wild, man. I mean, you go in there and um, like we, Bernie was tweeting today about how we need to guarantee every company's payroll from the federal. So the federal government's going to take oh. over and pay every business's payroll for like the next two months, and this is met with wild applause and and. And I don't know, 100,000 likes or something like that from allegedly real people. And meanwhile, you're just thinking if that was possible, if it was just possible to take over all the payroll in the country and give everyone a billion Bernie bucks, why wouldn't we just do it if it was that easy? Make everyone a Bernie billionaire. Yeah. It, how? How? It's a, it's a hell of a magic wand, man. That caller was correct that this is um, compelled by the government. This is di distinct in that way, but but it doesn't change the fact that the government has two options to distribute that money. One, we can borrow again on the infinite credit card, which might be funded by the Chinese. I mean, it might be more debt to the Chinese, you know. or we can just print funny money. Is that what we're going to do? Because if you're just printing funny money. If I understand history correctly, nothing has ever gone wrong from hyperinflation. And that's the thing. I mean, it feels good to get a ooh, free check. Well, what does that mean? It means the rest of the money that you do have, that you have saved. Is worth less. It's worth less. Yeah. yeah. Idiots. Everything Idiots. you have is worth less now. Okay. So. It's hot as balls in here. So let's run. Yeah. Okay. Um, Straight white male says, um, I have a rare genetic disorder. Only treatment lifelong lets me live a normal life, but it costs over $600,000 a year. With how did I die? There are 20,000 of us in the U.S. Don't think charity could cover $12 billion a year for us without Uncle Sam. How can I square this with my libertarian leanings? Market forces would say, let them die. Um, that's maybe potentially true, but that the reality too is that money has to come from somewhere. If it's, tw if it's a $12 billion cost per year, whether the government extracts that from people or whether people contribute that voluntarily, that has to come from somewhere. And I suppose the way that you would square it is you would 
if that technology exists, you want it to be uh, further explored. The, the, the medicine you're talking about, the pharmaceutical, that, that particular chemical compound, that technology, whatever it is that exists. My answer to this would be let's loosen up as much regulation as possible to get more competitors into that market. It's obviously highly regulated, very specialized. But if there's something that can treat your condition, I would be in favor of opening up that market to get more manufacturers to be able to do that and hopefully bring down the cost there. And ideally, that at that point, it could become something that is treated voluntarily by people who want to take care of you and, and all of yeah. that sort of thing. Maybe um, that's not realistic, but if I'm trying to be as principled here as possible, that would be my path. The amount of government waste, this is not really an answer, but I would never let myself die because I couldn't square my existence with my principles. I just, I'd be like, no, no, whatever the amount of money that other people have to pay, like you're keeping me alive. I'm sorry. Self-preservation uh, is an important principle, but. But okay. That being said, based on the amount of government waste on an annual basis, including foreign aid, um, I think that we can reappropriate some of that to cover people with genetic non-acquired rare medical conditions in the United States. I'm willing to make some compromises of principle in terms of the scope and the purpose of government. Um, if we can get, if we're doing things like this to take care of Americans and I have to say, well, you know, that violates my principles. Okay. I mean, everyone's principles are going to have to be violated a little bit for this thing to operate. No doubt. So I think that's another thing is you can just be realistic about in general, this is the system I think functions the best. Um, perhaps we have to bend the rules a little bit to take care of Americans A, B, and C here. But this is what but we're aiming for. at least they're Americans. How yeah, much that's... money do we spend on, on illegal immigrants, on immigrants that shouldn't be here, on the immigrants flooding the, the legal system? How much money do we give to people in foreign aid? How much money are we giving to Africa, to Israel, yeah. to other countries that don't deserve it, don't need it? If we're giving that money to people in our country that have problems like... I can square that. I can square. Yeah. That. I mean, and, I, and I'll emphasize, I think the, the idea that the only reason that this, this treatment exists and that you're able to acquire it is because of the government. I'm just not sure that's true. I mean, a private actor developed this, a private actor brought it to market, a private actor is selling it. The government oh, is the Laurel facilitator. Oh, just brought up a good point too. Hmm. Um, is it actually costing $600,000 a year or is this what's being billed to your insurance? Because Those are different things too. I don't know if I told you this, but I went to the hospital because I thought I was leaking amniotic fluid. They did like a urinalysis and they gave me some migraine medication and then they did a culture. And I looked at my insurance bill. I had to pay $40, but what they charged my insurance was $3,500. Hmm. There's no freaking way that the actual cost of medical care is that high. So is it really $600,000 a year? Is that what they are saying it is. If we could well, the, also deal with the insurance market and our, our fucked up healthcare system. And why is the insurance market so screwed in the way that it is? Because they are required by the government to cover X, Y, and Z and operate this way and that way. And they are regulated up the wazoo. Mm -hmm. Who pays the costs of those things? Uh, the cost of operating largely the consumer. And uh, that's unfortunate. So um, I don't think that you're actually as... I don't think that your principles are as wrong on this issue that you may think that they are. I, I and um, obviously I hope the best for you. I hope, uh, and I hope uh, it's a lifelong treatment. So there's no, I suppose there's no resolution, but, uh, but man, did say in the least. email, this is a true story. So 
All right, we got to keep moving. I can yeah. hear my husband's stomach growling from downstairs. Um, I this is retro robot radio. I think I found the sinister plan of the Democrats hurt Trump with the election. They're passing laws to ban gatherings of over fifty people. This will destroy all pro-Trump rallies, but should not affect <laughs> Biden or Sanders rallies. What other ways have you seen the Democrats using the yellow the yellow panic to their advantage? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. It has occurred to me that this is some leftist conspiracy like the thing that they had to do after impeachment well and we were talking about that too it is funny how we, we were talking after the impeachment acquittal what's going to be the next thing nice. we're making our foolish predictions i'm not prepared to say that this thing is entirely a anti-trump conspiracy that is I'm not to, prepared say, to say that will infect the entire world to but, get trump but, but there's certainly political forces maximizing its effect yeah. for that purpose yeah uh and so what <laughs> what other ways panic <laughs> what what other ways have you seen the Democrats use this panic to their advantage? Well, certainly politically every single day. Trump has mismanaged this. It's chaos without Trump. Our only, or with Trump, our only hope is Joe Biden. You have that. I think there is a certain segment of them, like the Bill Maher contingency. I, I wonder what, what I should go look at his Twitter page. Is Bill Maher happy now? Oh, well, you got your economic downturn to get rid of Trump. Are you, are you thrilled about this? Are you happy about this? People were saying things like that prior. Um, so yeah, I think there's a, certainly an effort to um, to maximize the chaos and the uncertainty and try to just install that chaos for, for political opportunism. I'm not saying all, of course. I think this is a small group of people, but they do exist. Yeah, I'm going to keep reading these because I want to. Um, Joshua says, I'm a Christian and I've been listening to Jordan Peterson's lectures on the Bible. I honestly think his ideas are full of crap and ridiculous. However, I like his work in regard to free speech. So how do you think uh, we dialogue with people with whom we agree while also pointing out their nonsense? Do you just mean in terms of free speech? I mean, this is just like the question that we talked about earlier with like, can people be converted? At this point in this political journey, if I'm trying to convince you of the merits of free speech, you can go fuck yourself. Like I, I, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't do anything for you. Like I'm not getting in this argument again. This is not 2016. Um, still got to fight it. Hey man, that's my hell to die. No, on. I'm not doing that anymore. Like if you still think that, that we should be curtailing free speech for whatever, then you can shut the hell up. By can, force. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah just wrap your mind around that one. Yeah. Real horseshoe <laughs> right there. Maybe I'm right there with Fonboy and Kevin. I'm full horseshoe. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to say about that? Uh, well, if I understand the correctly, how, if I understand the question correctly, how do we have dialogue with people we agree with while also pointing out their nonsense? Um, I think, well, I, I think the same way you point out a disagreement with any person, I think you do it in good faith. I think you say, oh, you, you, well, especially if it's someone you like and you agree with on most things, but they have this one thing that you don't like. Why would you? If, if it's someone you believe is an asset and someone you agree with most of the time, why would you be hostile with them? You're, you're trying to have something productive. I just, I don't know if there's anybody in my life where I'm like, oh, I really agree with everything they think except for their belief about free speech. It just... Oh, no, he's saying he doesn't, be, he doesn't like what he says about um, Christianity and the Bible. Oh, I was answering this question about what oh, wait, we wait, do with Wait, wait, I'm people. Christian. I've been listening to Jordan Peterson lectures on the Bible. I think his ideas are full of crap and ridiculous. I like his work in regards to free speech. Yeah. So he doesn't like what he says about the Bible and Christianity. Yeah, but, but with the next question is how do we dialogue with people that we agree with while also pointing out their nonsense? I was just talking about having disagreements with free speech. Um, 
I think I don't know. Gen- I mean, the Bible thing is. I think I, I generally, you pro- whether it's someone you disagree with ninety percent of stuff on, or you agree with ninety percent, and there's ten percent that you're getting at. If you just approach someone and say, "Hey, I heard you say this," like, or "I heard you uh, pose this argument." why why do you believe that or why how did you get to this point how do you connect these ideas when you're just asking questions in good faith it's hard for people to get mad at you when you come on and say that you're an idiot and you're you're a dumbass because you don't agree with me well who's going to respond positively to that nobody the the conversation's over at that point but it is more fun for me and that's the important thing yeah wildly entertaining (laughs) john says after watching your video i assume you because uh, I haven't made one in forever. On quarantine this morning, I was thinking about the earthquake Salt Lake City got this morning as well. Really? What if it was larger um, and homes crumbled or any other natural disasters for that matter? What would we do as a society in quarantine? Oh, you mean like double disaster? I'm Yeah, I'm not sure. Is he saying just how would the concept of quarantine and our rights apply to an earthquake? Or is he saying what if we had a pandemic plus earthquake is that what he's saying and we'd have to unquarantine oh is what i took it as i'm not i see um yeah it's a liberator earthquake is what you're saying now you're free to go about your business uh well as far as i understand there wasn't massive damage in salt lake right i saw a little bit at um at the airport so it sounds like we aren't dealing with that as a reality unless i've missed major news which is quite possible because it's all coronavirus all the time I suppose like what, what would we as a society do? I suppose you'd have to have, um, yeah. I mean, the only solution would be you're going to have to open up shelters for people, but that contradicts your pandemic or that's a, you know, a conflict with your, with your pandemic situation. So, uh, yeah, well, you've really created an unmanageable situation there. Let's just hope it doesn't happen. It almost did though. And then what are they going to do with all the looting and, no prosecution for, for petty crime. Did you say that was Philadelphia? And there's another city. And, um, and I heard, um, like I was listening to Shapiro talk about this today and some other people. And I, I, at some level, I understand prioritization of resources. That is to say, if we get calls about this, we're going to hold our resources for other things. Why would you advertise it though? Why would you say, go Just ahead? Tell and, no one. Why would you say, go ahead and raid businesses and loot them? Well, that's We're a democratic response you. that's capitalizing on yellow fever right there. It could be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's reasonable to assume that they want the um, chaos. Yeah. That you're encouraging chaos could be. Um, Did you see, um, I'll talk about it on Sunday, but the mayor of Baltimore is like, guys, please stop shooting each other. We really need the hospital beds. Just calm down with the gang war shit. For Everyone's like, like no. <laughs> the gangsters are not a, are not obeying the quarantine rules <laughs> in Baltimore. Um, desosis, decosis. My question is for both of you: When you die, what would you want doing with your video content? What do you, what would you want to be done with your video hmm. content? Presumably, should your channel be deleted or should it stay up? If it stays, should you be able to pass on the rights for your family to earn the revenue, or should YouTube take all the profits? The obvious answer to this is leave it up. And then pass all of the profits to um, my family and then to my daughter and then start like an online movement so that she avenges my death. Yeah, I actually haven't. (laughs) 
Thank you for that. I have not thought about this, but yeah, it is um, It is property and our livelihoods. And so I would treat it the same as anything like that. If I ran a, a regular business, if I ran a grocery store or a bar and I died, of course, I would want that property passed on to my heirs. Um, obviously, it's not the same because I don't think somebody can just jump in and run. Not that anybody can run anybody's business, you know, but I mean... This is very specific in that I don't think someone can just take over my channel as a business and replace me and have it go fine. Like that's no, not no, gonna, but that's it should be work. treated as but, intellectual property, like a right. book that's written, not yes. an ongoing business. Yeah, like who controls it exactly? Like who owns the rights to it? That sort of thing. So that that's that's how I would want it. And honestly, I probably should. I would be wise to get that in writing. The second I'm gone is the second it ceases to be a realistic money maker, anyway. But I, I absolutely would not want them deleted. And I absolutely don't want Susan Wiki Wiki making money from it. Fuck that. Demonetize. But I don't want them deleted. I want. No, I mean, when you think about the sheer amount of work, I only have put out like 140 videos ever, but we've done almost 200 podcasts. Um, and so we've probably done 150 call in shows. That's 500 videos of me online. That represents like 10,000 hours of work. Yeah. It is my life's work since 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So for better or worse, um, I don't want that just to be poof erased, you know? Even when we die from coronavirus. <laughs> I better get my affairs in order because it's coming. You um, hear that little baby? Avenge my death <laughs> by taking over China. Yeah. Destroying China. Uh, Patrick. This is the last one. When is Matt finally going to adhere to the show dress code and braid his hair? Blonde gets passed <laughs> because she's preggers, but Matt's persistent lack of professionalism in regards to the uniform is quite concerning. Well, he has his uniform. He's wearing his hat and his t-shirt, and he's and got a scruffy beard. And you'll never deviate, man. It's like uh, like the we'll never forget like the one time of the many changes that you try you do intentionally or accidentally on the show. The one time my beard trimmer was too short. That was a disaster. Oh, oh yeah. my god. I can't, you can't change anything. That's no, you... but it, it kind of should be that way. Like I was looking back at old shows recently to like, I don't know, see how my personal appearance has changed. And the looks I was trying to pull off were like actually horrified me. Like, <laughs> like I, I there's one where like all of my hair is like right here and I'm wearing like really dark eyeliner and like bright red lipstick. It, no, like bitch. No, huh. all right. Just give up and get pregnant and then everything will be fine. Okay. And that here was the we last are. One. I know. All right. right. Um, um, check over on, uh, I think we're good on D live. Uh, we got a bunch over here. Yeah. I think we're set there. Thanks for, uh, hanging out and supporting the show on D live tonight, guys. Uh, Louis, uh, Gallo, Luis, Agayo. solid snake is calling in his prepping black pilled. What? I don't, I don't know the reference. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry, dude. Thank uh, you. arrow burns marsh naming Lyme disease after a town in Connecticut is clearly anti white. He also is that said, the origin? I didn't even know. It is, yeah. Uh, don't knock the Chinese. They have a 99% literacy rate, signed Bernie from. Very good, yeah. A citizen saying that California calls undue public outing a misdemeanor risk to public health, but it's legal to knowingly spread HIV. Yes. Isn't it, a, isn't it actually a misdemeanor, to be fair? I remember doing this a video on this at the time. They dropped it from felony charge to a misdemeanor. misdemeanor. It's not totally legal. Yeah. But... But yeah, I agree that uh, there's a distinction too. like straight up injecting a guy with AIDS 
mm-hmm. in California. As far as I understand, maybe lawyers, uh, as far as I understand, though, that's a misdemeanor. Like, yeah. Intentionally infecting. Maybe that wouldn't be because that's separate violent uh, incident, I suppose. But like, let's say having sex with a person for the purpose of infecting him with AIDS or HIV, whatever. That's a misdemeanor charge. Which to me is like, that's a, I know that we can treat it, but it's very expensive and absent treatment. That's like a death sentence. Basically you're, you're borderline killing that guy. Yeah. But you're not like killing him with enough immediacy that it's going to benefit you. If that's what you want to do. I'm not defending their decision here. That's outrageous, but it's only, I learned when I did the video too, it's only a misdemeanor charge in Montana as well. To be fair to California. Seriously. It's a misdemeanor charge in a lot of states, not just California. California kind of got the viral news at the time when they made the change, but it's actually not that uncommon across the country. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sleepy these days. Um, Wordy the bird. I vote we call it the commie coof. That's okay. All right. I like that one. Ping panic is my new favorite. SCH hospitals are doing triage ethic meeting, ethics meetings weighing how to treat people they think are least likely to die. This isn't some anti-Trump conspiracy. I know it's not an anti-Trump conspiracy, but I think that it arose at a politically opportune time for left. For the left. Yeah, I, I obviously do not believe that somebody started this violent, uh, this, uh, this illness sickening the globe to own Trump. I, of course not. I think there's yeah. a select segment of politically opportunistic people who enjoy and or encourage the chaos for the purpose of getting Trump. That's, that's what I would say. CH says, I just read that. Um, Mark Duquesne. Wasn't I reading that like an idiot before? I don't know. I can't remember. Border hoppers are going to immediately be repatriated. Now Democrats are unable to stop it. No more children in cages. Thanks to Corona Chan. I mean, some good things are going to come out of this, like the closing of the borders and, other things i don't know i bet i bet it's so funny because i see all the soccer moms around here mad that certain things aren't banned in bozeman yet or like yellowstone might actually open on time and things like that everything has to be closed down everything has to be banned these are the same women who otherwise would be arguing that all borders must be open all the time because diversity is our strength i'm pretty sure they're going to go back to that though i'm pretty sure as soon as this is over and they're not scared anymore then it's virtue signaling and open borders for those people uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Darlene Kate saw an article where ICE officers were finding Asian illegals coming in from Mexico with high temps and cough in October, November. How many people had a cold with a cough that lasted for weeks in mid-October, early? November? I remember seeing that. I never checked it out to see if it was legit or not, but I remember seeing, you know, tweets and headline level stuff. Um, Bradley Freeman, I'm giving you money instead of buying more S paper. Hope your baby is safe, blonde. <laughs> This is quite a test of community, a reminder when, if something far worse does happen, don't panic, but be aware. That is very good advice. Don't panic, but be aware. There is, and thanks for supporting the show. And even when things are um, panic worthy, like true existential emergencies, panic basically never helps any situation. And I, I want to be as fair as possible. I don't think that like your average person is is panicking per se i don't want to i'm not saying that if you are more concerned about this than i am and you think some of these restrictions are more justified than i do that means you're automatically a panicker of course not i'm not making that um that claim i think the panickers 
Um, I think the panickers are the people who buy up the entire store stock of toilet paper, the entire store stock of hand sanitizer. I think the panickers are spend the time people who spend the time on Facebook shaming other shaming people into closing their own events or closing their own businesses, those sorts of things. So um, there's certainly room for a lot of a middle ground there, and I want to be as fair to people who are more restrictive on this one than I am uh, yeah. as possible. I mean, people that aren't uh, aren't panicking are getting shamed a lot. That's and that's what has me nervous is everybody's out there saying trust the experts trust the government. Okay, like I do want to hear what the experts are saying. They, they know more than I do. They just do. People who are in the medical field, people who study diseases, they know more about this sort of thing. But just the standard of blindly trust authority because it's looking out for you. Uh, no, thank you. I will evaluate for myself at the end of the day. Blindly trust authority is uh, that's that's um, you're getting led to the slaughter eventually. Maybe it's maybe it's not today. Maybe it's a it's a benevolent authority, a benevolent shepherd leading you today. But you keep following. Eventually, you are walking to the guillotine. There's no doubt. And so I, I think we need to be skeptical about those sorts of claims. Besides, all we can do in this situation is take proper hygiene precautions and quarantine to the best of our ability. That's literally all you can do. Uh, so outside of that, I'm not really sure. And I am a bona fide hypochondriac, and I am not panicking nearly. Yeah, I'm kind as of much. surprised. I mean, yeah, that, I, I guess I would I expect you to be pregnant, more heavily yeah. pregnant hypochondriac, and I am doing the show in a hazmat suit, that kind of thing. I don't know. I am just not freaking out about this at all. Hmm. Maybe it's just inappropriate. Uh, Aggie Jet Pilot Matt. Last month, after coming home from a week of military leave, my wife surprised me. With a strap on, just joking. With an M1 <laughs> Garand rifle as Good. a thank you for helping me carry her through her master's degree. Sweet well, shooting rifle, you should buy one. That was a actually, a nice I, a nice little letter with a sizable donation, and I had to make it dirty. Oh, and I'm sorry. Well, thank you, and I'd give you the Bernie sounder if I could. Um, I've got one out on the mantle, and uh, it's a family piece, and they. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't shoot mine very often because it's more of just uh, decorative. And but I do have some ammo laying around. I might take it out once a year or twice a year. And um, and every time I do, I mean, first of all, if if you've ever shot an M1, the iconic to use the, the iconic ping when uh, when the ammo is spent and it and it it uh, it ejects the actual clip uh is is awesome like that's the sound of freedom that's the sound of winning the world war if you if you know the sound you know the sound but um the other thing every time i I shoot that rifle i think about is just like first of all it's still a great it's a great shooting rifle even even um today but just the the weight and the power of those things and i just think god damn man um I'm kind of burnt out after shooting like 20 rounds through this thing i've had enough and i think of all those like 18 year old kids uh, you know, storming beaches yeah. with this thing. I think of kids uh, enduring uh, the winter in Europe, just hunkered down in a foxhole, freezing in your cotton with this thing. That's your only lifeline. It's um, the M1 is an inherent part of not just American military history, but American history and just raw Americana. So um, congratulations on, on getting one and I hope you enjoy it. And uh yeah, I don't know. I just see they're, they're they're great. So so have fun. Thank you, Aggie Jet Pilot. Um, Mike Bob, girl from the Bay Area is very typical woman. Uh, narcissism makes her worry and choose security over freedom. Grow up, please. I am seeing a lot of that, but to be fair, I'm seeing a lot of it from um, men. I mean, people are really scared. Hmm. They are scared, and they're like, 
Like I was listening to Armstrong and Getty and Getty would, they're like these moderate boomers that I like. Um, and like last week they were like, we can't do this to our economy. And then I listened to them like, I don't know, this week. And they were like, every single store, everything needs to be shut down. And to be as fair as possible to the caller, I will also say, as we mentioned on Sunday, listen, I live in a generally, not, not a super population dense area. Same here. And also my neighbors are like, you know, young, young ish families. Okay. I, I, I'm not like in a super elderly community, tightly packed in say Bay area, Bay area style where everyone's packed in like sardines. And maybe in that particular County, they're also disproportionately elderly too. I will fully acknowledge that my position on this issue is, is at some level, a product of being among the most sheltered places, certainly in the lower 48 from this sort of thing. And so, having done already a shitload of prepping. And that, that informs a lot of my perspective generally too, but that's why I choose to live here. The fact yeah. that the fact that there are less people around me enables me to say like, do whatever the hell you want and I'll do what I want. Part of that is a product of where I live, but a lot of that is why I choose to live where I live. It's kind of interrelated uh, things there. So yes, um, which is why I left Seattle too. And I think God, I'm not living there right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be in that sort of, I don't want to be in that kind of urban environment when there's a pandemic. I don't want to be in that kind of urban environment when Trump gets reelected. And I know, um, you know, not everybody's in a position in their life where they can just move immediately. That is a reality too. And I'm fully aware of that. So trying to be as fair as possible. Zach Coggins. I can't catch tonight's show, but I figured I'd send my, I showed my support. Hey Matt, if you're looking for a fitting virus song, or an intro, you should check out Rats by Ghost. Okay. It fits pretty well. Um, somebody between Zach Coggins and Pop Mom got their message deleted. I'm sorry. I think I pushed as my obnoxiousness as far as I could on Sunday with uh, Disturbed. I don't think I'll go... Uh, I don't think I'll dip back into that obnoxiousness well this week. We'll see. I don't know. I like that. See if I got another coronavirus intro in me. Pop Mom says, um, millennial dem friend of mine asked if he could borrow ammo, you know, just in case. Uh-huh. <laughs> you tell that person to get bent. Funny. Mm. You say, here's one bullet. Now go one and do the bullet. right thing. <laughs> Use it well, which <laughs> means, yeah. yeah. Uh, Saint says, I'm starting to worry a little truck stops are starting to shut certain things down and some are talking about shutting down showers and laundry. At least I'm still getting paid, I guess. Oh man, you must be a trucker. That mm. did not occur to me. That would really suck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hate, I, I obviously hate the layoffs. I hate, I hate that this is happening and that's my whole perspective. In addition to just the infringements on your basic freedom, it's not, it's not the reality of a free economy that is punishing people. It is our own self-imposed choices. Perhaps I will be wrong. And a few months down the line, people will say those choices were really wise. You should have supported them. I will. I hundred yeah. percent. I will. If we are looking at a mass casualty event, that could have been more easily prevented down the line. I, I will own up to that. I just, um, I continue to hold the perspective that, that I think we're doing more damage to ourselves than is necessary. And, and those sort of job losses is, is at the center of that. Uh, yeah. I mean, we do admit when we're wrong and it's also very possible that we're wrong. <laughs> for, for sure. Richard Absolutely. had this Kung flu has hopefully opened the government's eyes at keeping medical manufacturing in North America. This yeah. has exposed how vulnerable the system is to a pandemic. Bring the jobs home, Trump 2020. Yes. And we've been saying this for weeks now. If we can get the virus spread under control, we move manufacturing back here. This is a huge blow to globalism. We close the borders. There's an appropriate level of xenophobia for the Chinese. And in the long run, this could um, save lives. Maybe. Mm. 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do some silver lining shit. Okay. Does everybody appreciate it? Um, Emily Yukas did a coronavirus song. Would somebody email it to me? I hmm. love her. She's so funny. Uh, Laurel, I understand. I think Sticks did one too. Sticks made it's a coronavirus funny song too. Yeah. Uh, Laurel, I understand your desire to place liberty over safety, but I'm no longer focused on the system. I'm concerned about the virus, hmm. but my main concern is preparing for total economic and social collapse. That is a, a good point too. Um, we have to also be prepared, not just for the outcome of the virus, which may end up being negligible, but for the response to the potential yeah. outcome to the virus, which is what we've been talking about all night. Um, panicked people. I don't want to be surrounded with panicked people. That and this, freaks this, me out. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think this thing will resolve itself. That and um, I'm, I feel pretty confident in that prediction. But to Laurel's point, um, this this was a mini apocalypse. Put it that way, like a, a, a an apocalypse preview, apocalypse light. And you can see how buffoonish and irrational people were when it's when it's just like, oh, you know, the restaurant is closed or the bar is closed or whatever else. What happens when entire supply chains are broken? What happens when you can't you're banned from car travel or there's so much traffic on the road that it's not feasible? What happens when your water supply is broken? What happens when people realize that the government uh, doesn't know what's going on, that there are layers and layers of bureaucracy that can't help us on an individual level at all? Yeah. You can't rely on the justice system. You can't rely on police to protect you. You can't rely on gov government services to take care of you and your children or to keep you alive. That's when the panic will really start to rise. And right now we're dealing with this element of panic. That's just people thinking about how that might be possible. Imagine when yeah. it comes to fruition and that's when what they're, when they're actually care. starving. Yeah. Right. And something else that we haven't talked about is like, if you're stockpiling stuff, like you have to be able to protect your stockpile because 100%. the first thing that's going to happen is people are going to try to rob you. Yep. Um, so, you know, ammo, get ammo and get just, and just basic firearm proficiency too. Like there's something to be said a lot of the time. Obviously it's important to be able to land your shot. If you have to take it, that is crucial. It's life and death, but a lot, there's a lot to be said too. If you don't have the time to become a fantastic shot and believe me, I'm not a fantastic shot. As long as you're convincingly firearm proficient, that is to say, you know how it works. And if someone is challenging you, you can say, listen, you can be convincing with a gun. Like, you know what you're doing. No, but that's a, that's a deterrent. You in and of itself. don't have to be a good shot with a shotgun in a household well, situation. You, you have to know like, how to use it. Yeah. But you can shoot somebody. If you're t 10 feet away from somebody, you're going to hit them with some of that bullet spray. Even if you're a terrible shot. So if it's you feel like you, <laughs> it's possible to miss. But, yeah. But if you yeah. feel like you're a bad shot, but you still want to protect yourself, get a shotgun. But uh, do the Joe Biden special. Buy for shotgun. real. That was one thing that he happened to be right. Uh, an, an AR-14 or an AR-14. Um, it's just, you don't, what you don't want is like, if someone's trying to rob you, like you're, you're fumbling with a gun, like you have no idea how it works. Right. Like you have no, they're going to, you don't want to be laughed at in that situation. You want to be convincing whether you're super skilled or not. I said some of that bullet spray. Dude, in a house situation, a shotgun is a really good bet. Well, that's what I, re well, without revealing too much, that's what I rely on. Yeah. In a um, home defense situation, that's, that's what I'm, that's my pick. Yeah, that's probably true. Raymond Jones, I'm hundred percent with Matt on the Liberty angle. Also, I'm noticing some similarities between quarantine and anti-vaxxers thoughts. Oh, don't make I was me thinking about that. some of that overlap, how this does 
I might have to think about this long term once this calms down because um, they do have similar concept. They do have similar premises. That is to say, uh, are you what what is the what is the appropriate relationship between your individual liberty to live the life that you choose in the context of vaccines to put into your body what you choose versus um, risk that you create for other people by the choices that you make. Yeah. They, they're a similar theme in that way. And um, God, is this going to make me become anti-vaxxer on principle? Oh man, here we go. Um, we'll save that for another day. <laughs> I, I, that's the thing. We've talked about this all the time. I don't deny the science of vaccines. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there's no, uh, there obviously is scientific merit and scientific accomplishment to vaccines. That's it. I have very serious concerns and reservations about whether you can or should be able to be forced to put anything in your body. I have worries about that in the same way I have worries about quarantine. That doesn't mean that I'm anti-vax. Doesn't what mean I don't believe What are people going to do when they create a coronavirus vaccine? Hmm. Um, it's I, not very I, tested. I don't know that I would do it. That's interesting. I would at this point. I would. I would opt out. I also personally. would opt out at this point. Yeah. Um. That's an interesting hypothetical. Um. Sketchy at best. No. No. Thank you. Uh. Hetshine. You people are the sort that would sacrifice the old for what? That you could enjoy bar or sport? God have mercy when you become old as well. Here, have some money, I guess. Uh, okay. No, I'm not willing to sacrifice old people. Um, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not like, I want to go out and party. So screw you, grandma and grandpa. I am saying that there are going to be, uh, there's going to be a loss of life in younger generations. Uh, that come with the severity of economic consequences. And that also has to be taken into account. Um, and I, I all mean, we, we need to be taking the best measures to protect our elderly, which I said, um, because that's our moral duty and we need to protect the vulnerable because we're a Christian nation and that's what we should be doing. Um, and I, and I will also say at what point in robbing the freedom of other people, are you actually robbing their lives? Yeah. There is a point at which you have robbed someone's freedom so far and so significantly that you, you may as well have robbed their life. You put them in, um, in some kind of mandatory quarantine or worse, you institutionalize them, you put them in a prison, whatever. There is a limit on, on how much I'm willing to restrict a person's freedom to, to save someone else. I don't even know that I grant that premise, to be honest. Um, I think that if you consider that if you're very high risk and you're very worried, yeah, self-quarantine. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not going to come into your house and spray coronavirus around, you know, uh, but at the same, like you're asking for basic respect for you and I'm willing to grant it. What I want in return is basic respect for me. Why am I expected to shut down everything about my life because of the prospect that it might endanger you? Might. We don't even know that that's for sure. I'm not going to go out of my way to endanger you. Barry Cavett, uh, thanks for being level-headed and a voice of reason per usual amidst all the hysteria. Love the show. We love you too, Barry. Uh, Kevin Flanagan, apologize for the poor performance. Had a bad connection on my mm, summary is public health is an externality and the definitional lolberg right to swing an arm ending at someone else's nose. We cannot get back into this. My husband, I just heard his body fall to the floor from starvation. Uh, we gotta, we gotta hustle. Hmm. Um, tribe 84. My brain's too smooth to respond. I would say. 
Spanish flu's first wave was also meek and hit the old. It's the deadly second wave that killed the young and healthy. Better take it seriously. In that case, economy is toast in any case. I mean, I think we are taking it seriously. I'm virtually under self-quarantine. I'm barely doing anything except for going to the grocery store. Hmm. And I'm watching my hands like 4 million times a day. It's really annoying. Uh, JM, UBI is a wage subsidy for corporations. Same with universal health care. Funny how these socialist programs benefit corporations. Uh, Kevin Flanagan, also worth noting, I remember two specific YouTubers being very opposed to California decriminalizing spreading HIV. Seems strange to oppose the spreading of disease only when it interferes with Matt's ability that's to not attend the a same, parade. That's not the same thing at all. One is deliberate spreading. The other is simply going about your daily it life. It also would be incredibly easy to prove causation in the HIV case because it's yeah. a rare disease. Um, and it's hard to get. If you're not using IV drugs or having anal sex, unprotected anal sex, you're not going to get AIDS. So... Uh, Darlene Cates. Okay, Blonde, lighten up on the boomers there. We aren't all bad. I know, Darlene. We love you. You're our, our favorite resident boomer. Um, and my parents, I guess. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. They're watching. My dad texted me about my bulbous red nose. <laughs> hey, Rudolph. What's up? I don't know what's finished? going on. It's, it's pregnancy. It's crazy. I concept. don't notice. I mean, the things that you're all uptight about, I have no concept of. My nose width has increased. I'm not even exaggerating, like 40%. I guess I'll have to go back and look. And then I just have these book like boogers for days. I don't know if this is all normal <laughs> pregnancy stuff. Steam engines, O'Toole, the Heisenberg uncertainty principles proves free will. I don't know anything about this. I can't even opine. Yeah, I, I can't just, ex I'd have to read, it's such a complex concept. I'd have to read into it myself that I just can't grant certain premises as objectively true or not here. I just don't know enough. Mm. So... Ovid said, how to donate for Blonde Smirk after saying nothing ever went wrong from hyperinflation. I'm, I, I'm totally serious about that. If I could go back to any period in history, any region, it would definitely be Weimar Germany. I just, that's all I want for this country is hyperinflation. Uh, sketchy at best says, <laughs> initiate the Booga flu. Um, Kevin Flanagan, the government could do something bad is a great reason to oppose any and all government action. I know I refuse to drink water because I could drown. Um, yeah, I mean, I understand that perspective too, but it's not, it's not like to this degree. The government has a role and their role does not include taking emergency measures beyond the actual state yeah. of the emergency. Mm -hmm. And they've proven that they have an inability to roll things back after they do shit like this, like mm -hmm. the Patriot Act. What is the role of government? The role of government is to secure the rights of the people. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. And, um, and I will stick by that principle no matter what. Other than that, if it's just, well, government should do the right thing that I like, okay, well, then it just depends who is in power to decide what the right thing that you like is. Yeah. Uh, I would rather protect everyone's rights equally. And other than that, freedom rules the day. Zero Depressive says, um, right-wing exigent circumstances squad. <laughs> No comment. PG says, thoughts on event 201? I saw some people talking about this, but I have no familiarity with it. So I don't, I can't opine. What about you? Uh, I don't know, actually. You want to Google it, event 201? Um, I, yeah, I have no idea what it is. Uh, Deep Center Field Press, good job keeping your brains in Wong Tong Flui. Keep entertaining <laughs> and informing. We're trying. Uh, Ryan V, thank you guys for your work and effort. It is noted and appreciated. Thank you, Ryan. Oh, this Matthew. was... um. This was some event with the John Johns Hopkins and Bill and Melinda Gates back from October that I forget oh, what I the relationship to yeah. coronavirus is, but there's some relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about it, unfortunately. We should. Um, we should watch like the videos, I guess. Matthew Sturgis, thanks for keeping up the show. You guys are no longer just a sanity safe space, but a freaking lifeline in the times of Corona chance. <laughs> also, this well, event thanks, may be huge for Trump. Scary times like this favored the incumbent. Uh, that's true too. Maybe. Um, Mortimer Duke, what's scaring so many is that so many fatalities mention underlying conditions at a certain age. Who doesn't have an underlying condition, whether it's known to them or not? That is also true. Bradley Freeman, as a pharmaceutical employee, your freaking out is fucking up our fix. You and yours grab your safety and chill the F out. By the way, Matt uh, can teach your shot. What? I just spent the whole show talking about how I'm not freaking out about this. I'm not sure I understood. Uh, I can teach what? Teach, what was the? I don't, I don't know. I also, am a, I'm an okay shot. Oh, teach your shot. Uh, I, I'm not quali- I can teach people basic firearm uh, knowledge. I'm not qualified for, uh, for any kind of high level skill. I constantly work on my own and I get a little bit better over time. But um, the other thing to, to consider too, in like a, a self-defense scenario is like, you are going to be very, you're going to have an adrenaline rush. You're going to be very nervous uh, to, to keep cool and be proficient and effective in such a rush like that would also be difficult. Yeah. Um, Murad Arabai. I think Amazon did it right. employing a hundred thousand new workers and raising the wage $2. Maybe I'm a little biased. I'm getting paid more thoughts. I mean, I personally am happy about that, but that's only for selfish reasons. I, I don't really know. It depends on what happens as private actors stepping up is always to be celebrated, whether yeah. I like them or not. And I, I happen to think Amazon gets kind of an unfair rap, but I understand why people don't like them. Um, Eric Ray, just remember your stockpile may be declared a hoarder staff and seized by the government to redistribute to the masses. I'd like to see them try. Well, that's, that's why you have your ability to defend yourself. Yeah. Zero depressive. Come on, guys. I hate to be the optimist guy because it's out of character for me, but we'll manage this Wuhan shit. We got it. Relax. I, I agree. I agree that like I, I, I'm going to actually guess by like July, everything is going to be okay. borderline back Just to normal. Right after the baby's born. That's awesome. well, that's that's good timing. That's that's great, actually. I mean, but... I know it's not ideal for the last stages of your pregnancy, but if you no, had it's to the pick birth but... that I'm worried about. I don't ah. I mean, if you had to pick chaos in the last trimester versus chaos after the baby's out, I'd, I'd rather have chaos in utero, but that, that's just me. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe, it maybe, depends maybe on there's what the an argument on the other side. The, the baby's probably safer in the womb. Yeah. Hmm. All right, we're good. All right. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. Appreciate it, and hope everybody's getting through this. Uh, no matter what your perspective on it is, nobody's happy that this is the case, and we're all just trying to navigate this as um, as happily as as we can. So, yeah. thanks for giving us some time, and again, thanks for your patience tonight, guys. I know we weren't super efficient with our time, but we will be back next week, of course, as always. And sounds like we're in for some, I don't know, sitting on the internet for the long term. So there'll be plenty of time later. We'll be back on Sunday, of course, as always. We'll see you then. Have a good night. Bye, guys.